0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the co Podcast, here on the 16th of January, 2018. You're all muted, because I forgot to unmute you. <laughs>
1: well, balls. But
0: really? now you're not.
2: Yeah. Everyone. Wow.
0: <laughs> Shall I mute you again?
2: Yeah, feel free, I don't care. All probably right.
0: Yeah, it's probably for the best. There we go. We we'll can turn it back
1: on now. Cool. Ah. Uh. Are you muted? Are we all muted? Is everyone muted?
0: No, I'm just pretending oh. that you are.
1: Okay, cool. Wait, then what is Dan doing?
0: Messing with y'all. <laughs> he's he's still cranking
3: the camera.
0: I mean, basically, he's got to wind it up every ten minutes, otherwise it stops working.
3: Hey, actually, it's hamster powered, and I'm just checking that he's okay at the moment. He's it's fine. From... He's running. I got like I just hamsters in like Nerf gun form. And I'm just like. And they'll the and they'll rotate it was prototyped
0: sometime in
3: 1792. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it this way. Look
4: for you, Dan.
3: Would you like me to put my other camera back on TB? Because I look no, like I was doing. No, a, I no. like I was in a watchdogs ARG. With yeah, don't down. don't put Hell Cam back on,
0: please. For the love of God, he plugs this camera on, well. turns on <laughs> zoom, joins the session, and all I see is the other side basically <laughs> The upside down the others the other side the things that the other men side were not the meant down. to see <laughs> shit. purples and there greens and colors beyond comprehension i'm pretty sure my eyes began to bleed at some point and i desperately pleaded with him for the love of fuck, fix this shit. and by uh, the, one, loosest, exactly the,
3: same the loosest <laughs>
0: definition of the term, I suppose he fixed the shit. So
1: fix <laughs> uh, the shit. Shit got looks,
0: fixed.
4: It looks very fixed to me. It's yeah. So fixed. It,
1: it so
0: looks shit. like he's in a wow. diving bell. <laughs> it's brilliant.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. you just hello. Hello. Come hello. Are,
3: are you, you coming
0: number number in? Are oh,
1: cubed? Are you down there? No, you're How many meters have you fallen? Yes, Four. Just four, sir. So you can still see me. It's four. Quite a cool I, I can't see you. I just do not know meters. I am from <laughs> the United States. That's, I don't know what those are.
0: That's not a very good diving, bell. if it only goes down four meters. I could have just swum that. Why did we build in, this in the, thing in the we're first just place? just in
3: a pool. This is a test. We're in a pool. Ah, it's not very deep. Oh, I, <laughs> ah. uh, it's I may screen have screen. cracked the floor, but water's
1: actually leaking out. It's going here. Oh, no, no, it's a that, shame that, that, we're on the top floor of an apartment complex then.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: those poor people.
0: We're really not sure how we got this up here in the first place, but...
1: Science is how.
0: Science, yes. Wonderful.
1: And scene. We nailed it. Good job, everyone. Good job.
3: job, job. I'd like to thank the Academy.
1: I'm so glad uh, we started this improv
4: podcast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd also like to thank what I can now see says Hello Kitty on the webcam, which I don't think sells it any better than...
4: That's like when uh I in high school had a pair of glasses that were um Barbie labeled. So if you looked really close. You know what? Of course you did. the glasses. <laughs> of course you did. Cuz my face was small.
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, they were actually Barbie's glasses
4: just like Yeah, yeah I, I just I just Whoa. took a pair of glasses off of my Barbie yeah. and put them on oh, my. Oh, this
3: fits fine. Yeah.
4: I lit up perfect prescription.
1: <laughs> it Should it was work bizarre. fine.
0: What what could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs>
1: I just, for some reason in my mind, I picture the edit in the cut of Dodger reaching down to a Barbie and you see her like big fingers, pull off a little Barbie and then cut to her putting full-sided. <laughs> <glasses. laughs> She's just like, they somehow fit That's a perfect video. I don't, you need to make stories of when you were a kid and then we can just film those and make those happen.
4: I'm down. I'm down. I want to do
0: that. We need to branch out in 2018.
2: Hmm.
4: Yes, it's right, so, I've already, t- I've already taken the coffee world by storm. Indeed, god, now.
1: <laughs> she's coming for you, Starbucks. More like star fucked. Yeah! Ah! Oh, yeah.
0: god, you got them this time.
1: They're coming for me. I don't. I, they're I don't want they're blonde. One. Their blonde lattes are I so don't good. Want they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
3: have them now.
4: No. <laughs> yes. yes.
3: Should have gone with Star but no, they went all the way. That's
2: they what I thought, I thought was going to happen. That's what I
3: thought was going to happen as well. They do
0: a solidly mediocre pane chocolat. That's chocolate. That's the only good thing.
4: Um, I was going there for chai lattes still, and then uh, my friend Miana made me chai lattes. I syrup refuse to believe I there's
0: a person called Miana. Bread.
4: Miana? She's yeah. from Portugal, and she's lovely.
0: Okay, I, I just, it just—it sounded lovely. like an anime character, and I thought you just made it up. Married oh.
4: and super lovely.
0: Right. <laughs> Sounds okay. like a great woman. Hope <laughs> to one day. <laughs> All right. Okay, can you so continue no the story? Yep.
4: Now I have no reason to go there because she made me try latte syrup. That's the All other right. story. Okay,
0: cool. That was a great story. Glad you told it. I mean, yeah, Thank that you. really yeah. added to everything that was going <laughs> on you. here. Thank you. Once the quarter, the podcast to do occasionally. Talk about video games. We do occasionally talk about those. I can tell you that for a fact. But I'd also like to thank the sponsor of today's show, Audible. Uh-huh. It's a new year. That means it's a new you. Uh-huh. That means you should listen to audiobooks, and we'll be telling you more uh-huh. about why uh-huh. and give you a few recommendations a little bit later on in the show. Head on over to audible.com cynical to pick up your free audiobook or alternatively, text cynical to 500 500 that is c y n i c a l to 500 500 you can text it yo well, you don't
1: even need well, like sound like a
0: professional now <laughs>
1: you don't even need a computer text incredible it.
0: you don't need sell the computer
1: because
0: of course it, they play on practically any device so why would you need a computer anymore it's true. You, yeah. Don't get rid of your computer. We are primarily PC gaming based content. <laughs> we need that. Stop it No. We don't
1: even need it. We nah. do actually
0: need that. Just keep that if you don't mind. Okay.
1: Y'all, can I start us this week with something crazy? Yes. You can try. Okay. So, I went to Pax and we'll probably talk about that in a little bit, but I, there's something crazier that I need to talk about. Last week it after worked! the pot. Sorry. It worked. Confirmation. <gasps> I texted five hundred five
4: hundred with the word cynical, and it said, "Enjoy books in a whole new way. Listen anytime, anywhere. Try Audible for
0: free." There you go. Damn.
2: Damn.
0: Functional <laughs> advertising.
1: Right. It's almost okay. like it should have worked. Yes, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm almost
0: like they tested that system
3: before the show
0: I'm started. Glad you
1: tested it for them, <laughs> which is why they told yeah, us to I do figured, that. You
3: know, it would have been hilarious if it didn't work. You right? It doesn't work.
1: Scam! Hey,
0: don't tell them that.
1: Been like,
3: "God damn it." <laughs> yeah, it
1: clearly works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm so sorry. You Jesse. thought I just made I feel it like up? You questioned it for no reason. <laughs> if anything, Audible, I, if I was Audible, the the sentient organism that is Audible, I right. would be like, "How dare she question my functionality?" and just <laughs> erase you from existence. That's what I, I mean. Well, that's what I would do.
4: I'm just trying to show the viewers how
1: easy it is. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so um, so uh, well, even a Dodger
0: can do it.
1: Yo, okay, so last week after the podcast Talk
0: um, about the craziness, man And the craziness of your life This is crazy I I, I tweeted about it and people gave me some
1: shit Because they were like, that doesn't sound like anything cool I can't even describe you how cool this was So last week after the podcast uh, Myself and the rest of the Star Wars book club Got invited to this thing at Disneyland Just outside Disneyland in downtown Disney Oh, this this is a VR thing, innit? Yes, this place called The Void And it, it, it was a Star Wars VR experience Called Secrets of the Empire and uh let me just set this up for you. You put on a backpack with like a like a chest harness and a headset, and that's it. The minute the headset comes down, we were all stormtroopers. Our varying heights were shown as like, we were stormtroopers of varying heights. When uh <clears throat> Davis, because we didn't have a gun at the time, Davis was like, I guess we're using my fingers. Pew, pew, pew. I could see him do that. And so I was like, oh, what the? and I put my hand in front of my face and it was a Stormtrooper gloved hand and I could move the fingers and I could like do shit. I was like, oh no, we're in the future. Cut to, you go into this room. Cassie and Ander and K2SO are like talking to you and running like what you're gonna do when you infiltrate this base. You end up on Mustafar, which is the lava planet. You can feel the heat. Uh, You go from like room to room. You're on a platform that moves around. You feel wind. Everything about it was amazing. At one point, we go into a room, and there's gun racks. And I'm like, I wonder if I can touch this. And I pull a gun off the gun rack. There's a physical gun in my hand. I couldn't tell you what I was actually holding. But what <laughs> it was was a gun in my hand that I could shoot. And it fired lasers like blaster fire. Um, and you go through this whole event. And you're moving from room to room. And it feels like you're actually there. And it was the craziest damn thing I've ever. There's a huge spoiler thing in this that I cannot say at all because it's yeah, like
0: Yeah, don't spoil it for people.
1: Actually, yeah. But but it's but it's like a 20, 25 minute experience. And That's every time than we I saw expected. anything, because we were really curious about like what um what happens if you touch this? Like there was uh glass, or as it's called in Star Wars, permasteel. Uh you would like poke it, and it was real glass. Or a droid goes by at one point and I reached out and touched the droid and it was a real physical droid. And so it's like, wait, wh- it was crazy. And um, I know they tweeted like, I could touch things and I could see my hands. There were no gloves. There was nothing. There was it, like, when you go watch Sam upstairs do VR, he's got stuff strapped to him. None of that. It was all the headset and the the actual uh, transparent steel. what I say? Whatever. Perma steel, transparent, fuck you, nerds. Uh, so... <laughs> The Star Wars
0: Book Club uh, Chairman, ladies yeah, see, and gentlemen, people
1: am um, actually back at him. Uh, <laughs> it's, just... it, it's like a non-important thing.
0: I was gonna let like, him get away with it, but I knew Chat wouldn't. So
1: it doesn't matter. So then, um, the, the you have the vest on. And at one point, uh, they have you. It, even though it's supposed to be like a cool <clears> event in the in the thing, what it literally is is one team is doing Simon Says, and the other team is doing Five Nights at Freddy's. And so the Five Nights at Freddy's version is like stormtroopers are coming at you and you're opening and closing doors Mm. to try and like keep them from getting to you and you're also firing off lasers to shoot them and so at one point the uh door goes back up and we get like sprayed with mist like okay cool we shut the door we're done i turn around and the team that's doing the simon says finishes up and k2so is like oh no that's the wrong door the door behind us opens i hear it open and i get like shot in the back and it (sighs) shook me scared me i turned around and there's like five storm people was like what a bitch and i was like "Ah!"
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah i would have been the dead guy i realized at that moment i would not have made it out of that mission i would have been dead uh but it was crazy and when you walk out of it you're just like that might have been the hypest thing i've done all year Hmm. and i am i can't even begin to explain to you how excited i am when it was over all we talked about was like how amazing the tech was and how Everyone was. In, I, I would love to see an above view of the space we were in, because the building didn't seem that big, but it felt like we were going yeah. on forever, which I think is the whole like science air quotes behind like a holodeck, where they keep turning and curving the space that you're in to make you feel like you're going forever, but really you're not, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what this was like. It's it was um. Have you done Have you done the
0: Transformers ride on Universal Studios? Yes, yes. Yeah. um, The way that they did that is quite similar. Like, you know, the building is not that big. Um, They're using a lot of 3D tech and sort of AR combined with physical props um, and and a lot of really, really sneaky perspective tricks to make things look, you know, I mean, at one point you're flying through the sky and you wouldn't know that you weren't flying through the sky. I mean, it's... It's nuts. I'll
4: forever be salty that my glasses weren't working during that ride. Oh,
0: that—that that <laughs> was. I mean, that's the best ride I've ever been on. Yeah,
4: like everybody got off of it and was like, "That fucking was
0: fucking mind amazing. blowing." Like, cool, cool, the fact that they've now cool, got cool, something cool, even cooler <laughs> than that—that's kind of amazing. Was, I,
2: the I the void's not
0: I, new, is it? Like the isn't the void is kind of a. A small chain of VR yeah, things are starting a chain to build they've now.
1: They've done other VR things before, but this yeah. was the first Star Wars one they did, and um, it's it, it. We talked to the guys afterwards. They said it was going to be temporary at Disneyland, and I think it's at two other Disney parks. I just I couldn't tell you yeah, which one. Yeah, that's not
0: the only place it's in.
1: But uh, we were talking to them, and they were like, "It's been so popular, we think it might just become a permanent thing." So, yeah, like, why the fuck not? I mean, it was. It was 30 bucks. It was 30 bucks per person. You went in, it was like a 20-minute experience. And it was like I thing is, you
0: can alter it. You know, I mean you you can fuck with that in in certain ways.
1: Can I tell you something also that that is tripping me out and I'm not sure yet if it's part of it or not? At what so the, the point where we got our blasters, uh we pick them up and Davis, because he's a goof, is like, can you actually shoot these? Fires it off in the room, it goes, pew sirens go off and suddenly stormtroopers start chasing us and i was like wait we were on an infiltration mission did we you cause that It up like that or, or was that part neat. of it like we had no clue and it messed with us the entire time
0: you got to imagine that 90 percent of the people would have done that
1: right? <laughs> oh so i uh, i it was it was one of those things where when we were done everyone sort of had the realization like we are getting closer and closer to the point where like you can move and you can do stuff and you aren't automatically gonna be ill when you do VR stuff. Like it yeah. isn't right. just, I'm sitting here using a music controller and now I feel dizzy. You actually, the ability to move around, it changed the game. It was incredible. It was so yeah. good. I mean, I if, if you think stressing. about it,
0: if you think about it, I remember we've talked about this quite a bit where people said, oh, well, you know, the dream for VR is to be able to do a real lightsaber fight. And then of course the huge problem being there's no resistance. So that would never work. This is the one environment where, in theory, if you did it right, you could, like, you could have essentially what is a robot arm, be the opposing lightsaber thing, and actually have a physical duel where the impacts are actually registered and you'd feel them. Combine that with a bit of haptic,
1: you get that actual experience. So when I was in Australia for uh, that whole week of, like, gaming stuff, one of the booths was showing off something that literally was that that you're talking about you put on a vr helmet and you held a lightsaber and you fought a robot but in your view you were fighting a dude exactly yeah and it was it was kind of like iffy sometimes the robot would literally like just be like well yeah you know yeah but it's there the tech is like they're working on it and i think that's awesome so i can't wait as a theme park
0: attraction you know and as major theme park attractions that seems like you know, the mixture of AR and VR seems like the way to go. You can afford to build the expensive rigs, whereas people at home maybe not so much. This stuff's a much higher resolution. You can include physical props, and it can include physical actors. You can do a lot of shit with that that you can't necessarily do at home. And it'll be really intriguing over the next few years to see what kind of application we get out of that.
1: Yeah, yeah it was it was crazy. Uh, four people can go at a time. Um... I would say probably two is the best way to go because four, you were kind of like waiting for people to go through doorways and stuff like that. (laughs) But it was because you were going through, like you were physically moving. I don't even know how to describe like how cool that feels to just enter a room and then get on a platform and then have like go out over a lava field and have stormtroopers talking to you and like be able to look around and look down and be like, Oh my God. Uh, There were moments where even though I knew I was probably in a square room, I didn't want to step over the edge because, like, what if they're... I'm like, am on a platform?
2: Right?
1: <laughs> like, it's a nonsense thought, but you just felt it. Like, this is almost well, too you real. see it.
0: Like, if right. you've done any good VR stuff that involves height, you definitely think, ah, mm-hmm. fuck this. You know, it's there's already yeah, a bunch of sure. that. Um, if you watch Super Bunny Hops vr arcade video in japan there's already a one where they have you crawling across a bridge which is like 500 feet in the air and you're like nope 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 absolutely not (laughs) i I feel like i'm definitely gonna die if i fuck this up
1: yeah it was it was great it was great
0: that sounds that sounds phenomenal Mm -hmm. definitely gotta check that out Mm. very cool yeah so that's star wars 6 the empire there's a few places available and probably going to be a hell of a lot more, I'd imagine, at some point. And speaking yeah. of VR, obviously, you know, there was a ton of stuff shown off at CES, but we will probably just hold on to that for the news segment later on in the show. Been some quite relevant announcements in that regard. Let's yeah. talk about some games we've been playing this week, though. Um, look, Dan, you agreed to come on the show for one reason. This was part of your sort of... <laughs> This is your rider, as it were. Your work work release. Some people ask for a six-pack of beer. Some people ask for a bag of Skittles. Uh, Some people ask for more outrageous things. You ask for one very specific thing. You wanted a pulpit. And upon that pulpit, you will preach the gospel of St. Dan and the psalm, the parable, the trial of the Switch version of WWE 2K18. Yep.
2: Oh my God. And so the terrors.
0: <laughs> the terrors that have been inflicted upon you. So, I'm going to allow you to do that now. Good. Feel I, I, free. Also, well, no, I
3: did ask for an hour for this. You did. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that,
0: but I'm going to give you enough time go. to get this Here off your go. chest. All right. So, WWE 2K18 on Switch. Very specifically, Switch. Right.
3: Here we go. It is easily the crappest, worst, most terrible, awful port of any video game I've ever played in my entire life. And I genuinely think it's the worst AAA game I have ever played because it is literally unplayable. It is completely unplayable. I've written the history of it. Let's go through it. So the Switch version was announced on the 4th of December. It came out on the 6th of December. We were waiting for a release date and they're like, nothing, nothing, nothing in two days. And we were like, ah, that's not good. Uh, it came out, I bought it immediately. 80 pounds.
2: A 80 pounds. a lot of money.
3: 80 pounds for the digital deluxe version, 54.99 for the regular version, for a game that doesn't work. 80, so yeah, 79.99 for, for, so I can play as Kurt Angle.
1: So far so good.
3: Yeah, it's, this is really, really super good. Uh, it is an absolute mess. The game itself, runs between 70 and 50% of the actual speed of the game on consoles and PC. Yeah,
0: and we're not talking just frame rate here. We're talking about speed. It's
3: like it's underwater, everyone's... And it's a game based on timing and reactions, and none of the timing and reactions actually work because everything is weird varying speeds. And it's not consistent slow, it varies slow.
4: That dude just walked in a circle for a really long time before getting hit in the back of the head.
0: Now... That is actually a fairly standard feature of most WWE games. They are legendary for having really hilarious bugs, but
1: they've this, been playable and they're enjoyable. They're playable.
0: You could I laugh at the them. Were, a lot of them were Skyrim level bugs, like horse yeah. flies in the atmosphere,
3: everybody laugh. But yeah, you no. punch your H and he starts doing a loop around the outside of the ring faster and faster and faster just as a crumpled corpse of a thing. I've had that happen. It's hilarious. You can't pin him. It's quite difficult, but it's fun. This is just mm. flat out unplayable. Even the entrances don't work. They run really slow to the point yes. where the entrance music finishes before the person's actually entered. So you've got wrestlers coming down the ring to dead silence. Ah! Yeah, that's incredible. This that's This is after amazing. about a 50-second load time per match. Man. That's not great. Uh, it's also, as much as it's slow, it's also stuttery. It also, it stutters completely. You can get it, it and the more people that are in the in the match, just don't, don't, you can't go beyond two if you actually want to try and play it. If you go in NXT Arena, the smallest arena, two people, no entrances, you can play the game at about 90, 95% of the game speed, but it's still stuttery and horrible. And that's the only time you can get anything vaguely described as playable on it. It is, oh, and the AI seems to be much worse. The AI will run into a, a corner of the ring, not climb in, and then get counted out. They just they and won't just get lives. up. Yep. And AI picks you up and then just stands there. And then until you push the button. They don't, they're just, it's broken. It is broken to its very absolute core. Even the little video packages that flash up on the screen are all laggy and they don't work. Uh, said, what else?
4: You said this is a port. Is the original <clears throat> game okay?
3: Yeah, it's yeah, fine. I mean, it's it, fine. It, on consoles, it runs at sixty. It's okay. sixty FPS yeah, on the consoles PC version PC. as well. I mean, I don't, think I don't the game's play the that PC great. version. I not play the console
0: one. Uh, but the game, I mean, I've, I've run it on PC. It runs fine. It's not a great game, but there's a, there's an, other reasons beyond that that aren't technical. You know, yeah,
3: right. it's perfectly and, playable. Yeah, it's it's definitely playable. This is a major problem. So, uh, thirteen days after launch, there is a patch. This is December 19th. 13 days off launch, there's a patch. Nothing changes with this patch. The only thing I've noticed is the crowd, because ju- because the crowd plays its loops of audio, they finish a lot. So the crowd will go, yeah, and then silence until the next one loads in because it's supposed to be coming over set periods of time, as far as I can tell. That yes. happens slightly less was the only change that I wow. could find about that patch, that's all it kind of ever did. Well, truly, truly now everything is solved and uh, you can move on with your life. This is the kick, this is one of my favorite bits. December 21st, so this is 15 days after launch, they take 45% off the price of the Digital Deluxe version and 40% off the price of the regular version in the Christmas sale. So if you bought it at launch, just over two weeks later, you are 36 pounds, off of uh, the digital, ver- the the deluxe version, and twenty two pounds off of the regular version. You've just wasted because you can't play the game, and anybody who's bought it afterwards is getting it cheaper. That felt really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. <when> I, <laughs> that
3: on the- I felt I was like, oh, this is like this is great. Uh, I did actually contact Nintendo for a refund. I waited twenty nine days. I live in the UK. There's consumer laws that say I can get a refund for 40 digital products. I wait twenty nine yeah. days to see if a patch came out. It didn't. I can't take Nintendo. They refused to refund it at all. Nintendo's policy is once you buy it, you have 14 days to cancel it. That's how they do refunds. But if you um, download it during that time, you waive that right and you cannot refund it.
0: Which is illegal. In the UK,
3: yes, apparently.
0: Under distance selling regulations, if I recall correctly, my sale of goods act, that is illegal, I think. Yeah. It's a bit muddied because digital, but 90, 95% sure that's not legal.
3: Two two or three years ago, the UK did a big thing about digital, uh, quality of digital uh, information and stuff. And it's, it, we definitely have digital stuff in this country. Yeah. So that's interesting to go for. Yeah, We're actually it's,
0: quite good at protecting consumer rights in yeah. the UK.
3: Weirdly enough, that's one of the things we quite good at. So now it's 41 days after launch. It's still completely unpayable. And everybody who put it on launch day is out £36 or £22. Yep. Out of pocket. They it's made also no...
0: still available on sale on the digital yes. store. I know. Yes, I noticed it when I was uh, browsing through there last night. I'm like, oh, WW Oh, whoa, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. He he warned me of this.
3: He yes, warned me. I did. I've been trying to warn as many people as possible.
0: The lamb it's... is 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 being led astray. No. It's had some interesting
3: reviews. It currently sits at 36 out of 100 on Metacritic with five reviews. Impressive. Three of those reviews use the word unplayable. Yeah. One uses (laughs) not particularly playable. Not particularly. This is my favorite thing I've ever read in a review. One says, the game itself runs at about 50% of the speed as other consoles. That in itself could have been fine.
2: What? No. No,
3: no. I could
4: have been okay with that.
3: I'm no, okay with the game
4: running at
0: half speed. Who the? Who are you? Doing? That, 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 that's the thing that blows my mind because you, know, <laughs> you, you can you can argue about what's an acceptable frame rate till the cows come home. And some people could tolerate, some people could tolerate thirty. Some people want sixty. Blah blah blah. But speed. We're not talking mm-hmm. about frame rate. We're talking about actual the speed that the game moves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there was nobody. Like you
4: be as fluid as you want, but if somebody's flexing, like.
3: Yeah. The,
0: yeah
2: oh my nobody. god, I'm playing right now. I'm
3: having PTSD flashbacks. No! <laughs> it's,
0: uh, I think that's Randy Orton's entrance, so if I recall correctly. But...
3: Yeah, that person who said they're okay with games running at half speed gave it 4 out of 10, and that's the oh. highest score it's got. 4 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, out of, there's 18,630 games on Metacritic and it's ranked 18,260th, so. What
1: is what is the one game above it?
3: <laughs> you have to add excluded because it hasn't had seven reviews yet. They've got like an excluded list of games I haven't yeah. reviewed as much. Watching the footage
1: the and like the gifts from this game is incredible. It's so funny. It. I mean, the frame rate is like, slow, Everything's in slow motion.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, the WWE games are always gold mines for this kind of thing, uh, in terms of bugs, because they are always stupidly buggy. And yeah. the way that wrestlers interact with stuff, like there's, there's things of like John Cena literally leaping from the announce desk on one side of the arena to the other side of the arena, like just, yep. uh, just teleportation people just every everything yeah. you can imagine like it's oblivion <coughs> skyrim level ridiculous but that's f- at least funny like yeah. th- that's a, th- this other shit oh my god it's it's astonishing and it's actually one of the first big examples <laughs> of Nintendo dropping the ball when it comes to quality control in their store mm-hmm. um and they haven't done a lot of that Honestly, they uh, they had an issue with overcooked. If you recall that I when do. the when that first came out, overcooked was uh, did not run very well. It's been patched. Apparently, it runs pretty well now, which is great because uh, that's a great format for that. <laughs> right. Apparently, you guys have found some gifts. Okay. Give me some
3: video <laughs> links so I can actually show them to the audience. Damn it. Okay. okay. I, so did,
0: actually... I put it in the. It in, it it in the it? It's,
1: it's so good, did, yeah. Jesse.
3: That's from the console version when the game launched you could actually just walk through the barrier, but your player model will kind of walk through, like the, how, where you exist, but your player model would stop and would just kind to lean over and then ping over. That's the kind of stupid stuff we're talking about.
0: It's so good. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of very bad stuff going on there, but... Uh,
3: but yeah, the actual the Switch version is literally unplayable. Yeah. yeah. IGN called it unplayable. And that IGN? takes a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, for IGN to have called it unplayable, it would... <laughs> They would have had to send someone along with the review copy to (laughs) beat the shit out of the person who was reviewing it at the time. Like, just repeatedly, over and over and over again, to convince them of it, bearing in mind it's a major publisher. And I have to wonder if that's how the whole thing sort of slipped through the net, that Nintendo expected there'd be quality control from a major publisher. Oops, apparently not.
3: You'd think they maybe check before they slap their seal of quality on the game.
0: Well, I mean, does the seal of quality mean anything anymore? Does it even exist anymore? Is that even
3: on games now? Yeah, I'd say. It it was the most, it it is the reason games uncrashed in America. Mm. Their seal of quality was what bought the game out of the Crash Cosplay Atari. It was
0: like 20 plus years ago, but you know, is that still a thing now?
3: I can't, like, any I, I feel like if you I've never played like a Nintendo made game that was bad well now everything else like no. I'm playing Skyrim on my switch I've got like a hundred hours in it and it's runs beautifully and it's insane and everything is great beautifully. 30 it, frames. A, I'm playing beautifully. Skyrim on a handheld console I'm okay with 30 <laughs> oh dear Okay, I will point out on Skyrim, I've got to a point where it just flat out crashes the whole time, and apparently that's a constant bug on like. Oh great, P. yeah, yeah, that sounds like a brilliant port. Well done. But that yeah. no, it is a perfect port because that happens in the console versions as well. So ah, so they perfectly, perfectly. emulated
0: yeah. the completely broken part of it. Yeah, that's fantastic.
3: The experience just hasn't changed. No, it's it is a perfect,
0: perfect emulation of it. Uh, the Switch has become an interesting thing for me over the last week or so. I've sort of been reorganizing the downstairs area of my house, getting rid of... I had a very old television. And you know who gave it to me? YouTube gave it to me. YouTube. What? They made... Google uh, Google made a television a long time ago. A
1: Google...
0: A Google television. I think they only ever made one model of it. Um, And it was in 2010 when we first were sort of getting onto the YouTube train. And they emailed a bunch of partners and was like, Hey, do you want one? Like, we're giving these out to partners. Do you want a Google TV? I'm like, okay, sure. And not believing they'd ever send it. Along comes eventually this smart TV. Bear in mind, this was in 2010. So smart TV wasn't really a thing. It's a remote that has a keyboard on it and a little controller. And it's got built-in apps. It's got YouTube on it. It's got Netflix. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's mind-blowing shit. Uh, but I'd had it for over eight years, and it was, uh, let's just say it was past its best. So I thought, right, got brand new OLED thing for Christmas. I'll move the older Samsung downstairs, and I'll plug uh, the Switch into it and put a little soundbar in it, and it'll be great. And it really is a fantastic little fucking console for sitting down with the family and playing games. It is a, it's phenomenal. Like the lineup of stuff at the moment and the new stuff that's coming out every week because of the amount of indie ports that are coming to this thing is, makes it an amazing little, hey, you want to sit down and play a game with me for 20 minutes kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like I, I downloaded, mm-hmm. I think, I bought six games yesterday, I think, on this thing yesterday. Oh, what did I get? I got um, Crawl, which is a game I've been wanting to play for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah. Like that game, which um, whereby like, one person's the hero and everyone else is controlling monsters and shit. But I was like, oh, it's on PC and it's got no online multiplayer. Well, shit. On the fucking Switch, that doesn't really matter, does it? You know. So I got that, and I got uh, Moon Hunters because that sim kind that that little short the RPG. Is
4: interesting too. That's another yeah. cool little co op game.
0: Yeah, so I picked that up, and uh, Overcooked is now fixed, so I got it for that. I and mean, then that's a perfect game for that, right? And Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. That's perfect for that. Um, I got something called Wolverblade, which is a, a sort of Celtic brawler, chop people's arms off and then throw them at other people kind of game, which <laughs> is fantastic. There's loads of really awesome little indie games on this thing, and it's absolutely ideal for that purpose. And if you want to just take it somewhere else to play a single-player game or whatever, psh, go done. It's so fucking simple, and I hope they port everything. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some weird little murmurings over the last couple of weeks, and I don't know where they're coming from. And whoever is coming up with them needs to stop it. Like I read, I, I, I they're probably just like nobodies. Like I read some little blog article about it, and I read a few comments that are just like, there's too many ports. Switches too many ports. What the fuck is too many ports? There's so too many, many
3: great games. It's uh, it not like they've only got me. ports on that thing. They've got two of the best made games of all time ever on that thing already in year one. They're like Zelda, Mario, go
0: Yeah, and then you've got other good first party games like Splatoon and like ARMS. Those are in- good. And then a bunch of decent third party titles as well. And then you've got a shit ton of indies. Great. That's fantastic. Why, I mean, why would you ever complain about a bunch of indies coming over to this thing at all unless they were bad ports, right? Jesse, do you have a.
4: Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. We... It's the old man report coming from and the old man
0: report. <laughs> I'm detecting a contrarian on census,
1: uh, (laughs) sir. Should we let him in? Oh, no. I I don't know. I haven't read up on any of this. I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm curious. What do they want instead?
0: Exactly. What are they upset about? That is... They seem to... I don't know why, but they seem to believe that maybe there's this zero-sum pool of development resources that every (laughs) dev studio in the world shares. And if Team Meat is porting Super Meat Boy, then they're not working on Super Mario Odyssey 2, which they're obviously a part of developing.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Or actually, maybe, maybe they think there's only one guy who checks all the games that come into the store. So the more games that go on it, the further back the good games get pushed. Because I mean, clearly 2K, 2K team was a Friday and they just, ah, that and go on there.
1: I just don't know what, is the assumption that if ports or indies are put on a thing that it's missing out on something else, like there's just not enough room. Like there's yeah, a Yeah, because they don't seem to have like... limited
0: the number that are coming in. Like it, there doesn't seem to be a limit on a weekly basis, of the number of games that are being released on this thing, not only are they releasing a lot of indies, a lot of indies, but they're also throwing Neo Geo shit up there and the occasional bit of virtual console tat as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that, uh, I mean, they may have to redesign the, the store at some point to accommodate for the number of games, maybe. They might have to start doing recommendation engine stuff
3: and all that kind of I, thing, but... I need my main menu. I need that big block of games to be the main menu because i got to scroll for ages now. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah and they're probably going to have to do some UI redesign at some point. But right now, the idea that this could possibly be a problem is mm-hmm. insane to me. I mean, this is even more insane than the argument that we had about remasters and remakes, where I came down on the side of, Remasters and remakes because, like, well, what if you didn't have the console of the previous generation that, that was on? You know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Bayonetta is a good fucking example. Bayonetta 2 is a great fucking example. That was on the Wii U. That means eight people played it. So putting it on the Switch is a really good idea. I, For ports? I, love I mean, I don't see, see a single argument. I don't see, but, I don't know what the counter argument is.
1: Right. I would love to know. Where besides just complaining to complain because like that's the thing people do what is what would be the counter argument where's the thing that's like here is some guy's blog post where he really goes in on it and i can be like okay at least i can figure out kind of what he's thinking i got nothing i can't i don't understand but i can't
3: afford a switch and i'm on the internet that's all i I got
0: i don't see i don't see a good argument to it at all i mean
1: Maybe it's like the reverse. Maybe it's kind of one of those things like I have everything and thus have played everything. And now that switch is getting it, it's not new stuff for switch and I'm angry because I already played this. Is that it? Yeah, but
4: it might be something like that.
0: It's not as if team meat was suddenly going to make super meat boy two in the meantime for you. Were they really, you know, (laughs) like the, the porting time for this system is obviously not very long because we're seeing ports come thick and fast and generally speaking, they're good. This is obviously not a difficult system to port to LA in the majority.
3: fucking thing. In the majority of circumstances, <laughs> LA noir is on that machine. LA noir was apparently impossible to do anything with, and they're like, "Now yeah, there it is, on switch."
1: I, I can, I can understand if. Like if people focus on certain games, like like if they were if there was a huge uh, and there was, but if there was like a huge bashlock on bashlack, If there was bashlock, <laughs> Bashlack, bash He was one of those. That's r- the name r- of my wrestler me. in 2K10. He yeah, <laughs> was one that's of like the
0: bounty Ashlak. hunters in the background of that scene in Empire Strikes Back. One of the lesser known <laughs> ones. He <You> didn't really <laughs> hear <laughs> him.
1: Bounty hunter bashlock. Yeah. Bash yeah. Lack. Um, <laughs>
0: The best we could get, sir. Uh, everyone else was out. Why did you get bash lack though? Of everybody. You got bash lack.
1: There was a bash lack. We need bash like fan art. We need bash like fan art. Just the worst bounty hunter. <laughs> the worst bounty hunter. Have all the other cool bounty hunters <laughs> bash It's like the last mission you sent him out.
0: Was the one like, rat and his T sixteen back home? Couldn't even do that. So we gave him a Tide Bomber, thermal detonators. Couldn't get it with that. We gave him a Star Destroyer. Just couldn't wipe like, it out. Bashlock is, droid. yeah, he's, he's just the worst.
1: Part 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 rat. He's just a <laughs> rat driving a droid. Yeah, perfect. He has big dreams. <laughs> Disney <laughs> gonna make that. Disney oh. are gonna make that. It sounded adorable. Big
0: dreams
3: and a big heart.
1: Oh, oh I can see the cuddly
3: toys
0: already. It's yeah. gonna be replaced he's... by a porg.
1: Yeah, he's a porg. He's a porg and a droid. The two greatest characters in Star Wars. That's it. Done. That's bashlag. Um, backlash. <laughs> I, I, like on a game like um, Elder Scrolls. Like on Skyrim. Like mm-hmm. I understand that because it's kind of ridiculous at this point. But even I, that.
2: Even even, yeah, even that's that like
1: for the meme. It's hilarious. But for anything else, it's like I, fuck it. It's just another thing, place you can play it. That, that's pretty cool so whatever
0: how i mean how much of the dev team do they really think is being committed to that plus versus what it is. yeah there is a degree of zero-sum game when it comes to a studio there's a finite amount of resources but when it comes to porting shit to stuff like a switch you know that is not taking a lot of time it is not going to be delaying your next big incredible game for god knows how long and in fact the extra financing will probably help it out in the long run anyway
2: yeah,
3: especially with how bloody expensive some of these ports are on Switch.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, I, I I have to admit, that's... I did bulk at a few of them. I was like, "Wow, really? That's 35 dollars for that? Mm, that's a it's a little bit, a little bit too much, right? A little bit excessive for something of that age."
3: Yeah, it could be, could be eighty pounds for
0: a thing. Yeah. I mean. uh... <laughs>
3: That's no. nice. to have got that out. Actually, I feel like a, I feel like I've detoxed. So like yeah, that out. It gets out of that. <laughs> wow. It's always good. Good for you. you know, the toxins out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's right. you tomorrow. It only
4: it only took thirty minutes for you to feel better. Yeah. So it's
3: good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only took me thirty minutes to put it as well. Indeed. <laughs> Just randomly copied lines of code that pew ran pew 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 over pew
2: there. Pew pew pew.
0: So it's lovely, though. You know, it's put everything on it. Whatever. Yeah, just the reason that it can now be portable is a reason for it to be on the system. There's Mm -hmm. stuff that I still, you know, I'm not going to play Doom because it runs like crap, but some people will, and they'll like the fact that they can play Doom on the go, and that's pretty cool for them. Or Skyrim on the go. That's okay, cool. The option's there for them. That's neat. That's me. I've
1: finally played Skyrim, and I've never played it before until the Switch. Everyone, everyone, I think, is talking about the Switch on the flight home from PAX yesterday, as we were boarding the plane, the pilot saw people playing Switch because, of course, it was like a streamer plane. And the pilot saw people playing Switch, and one of them goes, I need to get one of those. And I was like, no, dude! No, you don't! You need we to need fly, the fly the plane. This fucking plane! <laughs> but apparently, being a pilot's boring. I guess, and he's like, yeah. Well, yeah, those.
0: for ni- 90% of the time, yeah. A lot like, of it you- is auto now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you are just giving being oh, for the most part. Playing Flight Simulator, which they've to the Switch just while flying a plane. Oh, man. <laughs> God so i hugely surprised by that. <laughs> I mean, what isn't yet on the Switch? I think it's everything now.
0: No, we haven't got Simula. everything yet. There are plenty of indies that I would definitely want on the Switch. I mean, Darkest Dungeon's coming today or tomorrow, you I see, think. It's all
3: coming. It's like... it's, it's, they've plans it's, for everything. It's on the way. A lot of it yeah. is on
0: the way. Uh, there's...
4: Sardu's on there. Binding of Isaac is, of course, on there.
0: Yeah, there's the, – the problem is a lot of the stuff that I want on there is, like, still early access, like Slay the Spire. I'd like that on there. Hand of Fate. I'd like that on there as well. And uh, but just It's just just patience, you know, just patience in many ways.
4: Oh, man, I, uh, I actually – oh, should we wait?
0: Uh, we should probably wait because we're going to do a little bit of audio booking.
4: Right, right, right.
0: And then once we've done that, we'll go to a break. And then we'll come back, we'll talk more about the games that we have been playing this right. week. Ladies and gentlemen, our sponsor this week is, of course, Audible. Head on over to audible.com slash cynical for your free audiobook. And not only that, but you can also, if you wish, text cynical to 500-500 for your free audiobook. You can sign up that way. We have some recommendations I'm going to avoid Fire and Fury. I'm just going to avoid that because I'm going to assume everyone knows it exists and instead we'll talk about an even worse Fire and Fury that raged across the galaxy and wiped everything out in untold horrors. Untold horrors. Untold horrors. Well, these are actually not untold. There's actually a lot of telling going on because it's part of a very long series of books called The Horus Heresy. Finally finally we've got black library books which are warhammer Forty Thousand primarily on audible as part of their unmatched library of audible content and horus rising is book one in the series can you understand it without having an intimate knowledge of the 40k universe yes it is one of the one of those books where you definitely can and certainly for the first i'd say five books They will go one after another after another in chronological order, and you'll get a very good idea of what's going on there. After that, I mean, there's about 40, possibly 50 more of them. So there's a lot of books there, but it's written by Dan Abner, who is, in my opinion, the best writer for Warmer 40,000 ever, and has also written for a bunch of many, many other things indeed, which are all excellent. If you want to get a Warhammer 40,000 audiobook, they are all very good. They use a lot of great music, they use a lot of great sound effects, and they use a lot of really good narrators. So my recommendation for your free audiobook would be Horus Rising, the Horus Heresy Book 1. It's the one that I would go for personally. Jesse, I believe you had something for us.
1: Hey! Hey! Do you want to get more into Star Wars? Star Wars? Of course you do. Oh, it is. Um, (laughs) Last Jedi just came out, and with it, a lot of books. And one of those books is Cobalt Squadron. It is about the uh, very beginning of that movie, those guys in the bombers. And so um, this story is about that. It's a prequel to Last Jedi, and it is read, narrated by Kelly Marie Tran, the woman who played Rose. So get get in get into the experience and uh it's it's really good so it's short too it's like a five-hour book it's not even that maybe so jump in that's nice and easy to
0: fit that in in a day no problem whatsoever mm -hmm. while you're doing something else which is one of the most convenient things about audible because reading requires me to focus on something wholeheartedly and then i forget what's going on audible books on the other hand absolutely not i don't have to focus whatsoever i just kind of absorb it it's like a Audio osmosis. It's wonderful.
4: God, that did not happen to me with Game of Thrones.
0: (laughs) I think you may have picked the wrong book for that. Go for a slightly simpler one for that (laughs) one. That's a little bit too all over the place for that to actually work there.
2: Mm.
0: You had a recommendation as well, Dodger, if I recall correctly. I
4: did. I I always like to be the wild card on these audible recommendations. Um, I've been watching a show called Fresh Off the Boat, which is like a family comedy that's about this Chinese family that uh, lives in Orlando at a time when there were no other Chinese families there, really. Um, and I found out that they're, it's based off of a memoir by the same name by, like, the kid who narrates the show. Uh, it's really cool because when you start listening to the audio, because it's, yeah, it's the same narrator. So when you start listening to it, you're like, oh, my God, this sounds like the grown-up version of that kid, right? Like, they did a really good job that way. Um, but his family is so lovable in the show that I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this book and see if it's, you know, if it's as funny, I guess that's, that's my big, my big question is whether or not it's going to wind up being kind of funny or if it's going to be more on the heartwarming sort of level. Cause the show is also very heartwarming and every member of the family is so like interesting. So yeah.
3: I zoned out and thought you were talking about Game of Thrones for a second and I was like, wow, I haven't seen the recent series. Yeah, I was
2: going to
0: say, one. Orlando, Florida. <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, due to filming
4: delays. You know. family, I think, actually. Wait a minute. Let me let me double check. Let me double
3: check this. I'll okay. just double checking. I'm going to pimp this book. It's called The History of Heavy Metal by Andrew Neil. It's unaudible, and Andrew O'Neill reads it. He's an award-winning comedian and it's very funny and I like Andrew O'Neill a lot. Andrew O'Neill, please love me.
0: Yes, the history of heavy metal, or oh, what's good thing you can find audio content for practically anything—fiction, non-fiction, inspirational stuff—for a healthy you, a fiscal you, a inspirational you, a successful you—all those things that you were supposed to be doing at the start of 2018 because you promised. So. Try and stick with it if you can, and you can do it on practically any device, so frankly, you really don't have an excuse. You can't escape it, especially if your entire house is covered in echoes, which mine is. So I can't really get away from it. It's just not possible. And also, if you did not like your audiobook, you can actually exchange it, no questions. Ask free of charge and your unused credits, which you exchange for audiobooks, roll over to next month so you can get whatever you want and everything that you pick up is yours to keep. So, start your 30-day free trial with your free audiobook over at audible.com slash cynical or text cynical to 500, 500 There you go. There's a few Audible recommendations. Break time. When we come back, more about the video games we've been playing this week. Don't go anywhere! You know, I decided it would just be appropriate to leave the William Tell Overture running. But for, for at least the next couple of minutes, I was oh, yeah. considering doing so while Jesse was frozen. We thought Jesse was in a coma all of a sudden when we came back from break. He was all frozen.
4: It was hilarious because you, op- like, TB can't hear us when yes, we're on break, so we breaks. Have to like yeah, during breaks, yeah. So there was, he was like, Jesse's in a coma. Jesse's in a coma. <laughs> yeah. All, all we could hear was Jesse going, What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> This camera was frozen. Just ha huh? huh?
3: <laughs> I tell that a completely like stationary, not a single movement. Jesse Tippy's like, yeah, yeah. That's Jesse. Jesse. yeah, that's it, that's it. He's done. done,
0: he's done, he's dead. No neural activity <laughs> of any kind. Pull the plug. Not that anyone would notice the difference. Hey, welcome back to the commercial podcast. Okay, we'll tell over you, and now we'll end. Cool.
4: Jesse is a very energetic sort.
0: Yeah, I mean, he looks it. Yeah. He looks it. Super energetic.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yep. sighs> <laughs>
4: um, when we left before, I was going to say that I finally played S- Slay the Spire.
0: Yeah. Yes.
4: That's a f- Look, that's a fun game.
0: Yep, yeah, it's been making the rounds as of late. Have
4: you have you played it since they added the second character?
0: What that? What the thief? kind of stabby dude yeah 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 poison
4: chick yeah
0: yes Um, absolutely in fact that's really the only character i play
4: yeah i think i prefer that character it seems like the the first one you can make builds that are like punish yourself in order to punish the enemy sort of stuff but i'm not good enough i don't i don't know what sort of cards are out there well enough yet to be able to plan on that type of a thing or know which cards to get um, but it's it's interesting. I, I like it. I like the way that it plays quite a bit, actually.
0: Yeah, so the game is essentially a deck builder crossed with a dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. So you start with a very basic deck of bullshit, and you try to add cards to that deck to make the, the deck a bit less bullshit, and you have very, very limited opportunities to remove more bullshit cards from the deck. That's, yeah, that's the, one thing I... I noticed compared to a lot of deck builders that I've played, there's not a lot of opportunity to trash cards in this game.
4: But there are lots of opportunities. There are lots of discard um, abilities on cards. So like you can use the the trash to feed good cards.
0: Yes, you can do that.
4: So I feel like it kind of balances out that way. But yeah, basically you just have to wait for that fucking dude to show up and be like, you want me to get rid of a card for you?
0: Yeah, and then (laughs) just hope that you've got the money for it.
4: Yeah.
0: and yeah. Uh, uh, It's also worth bearing in mind, they did mitigate that by allowing you to upgrade some of the really bad cards. Like at, Almost mm. every card in the game has an upgraded version, so it's like, well, okay, it's my basic block or it's my basic stab, but if I upgrade it, it's worth significantly more. Mm. And the whole point of it being, you've got this deck of cards, you play everything that you can out of it if you've got the energy to play it, and you play it in a certain order. And then once you've expended all your energy, it's then the enemy's turn to beat the shit out of you. And it's got that roguelite sort of thing. You're ascending the spire, which is a bunch of different nodes. You're acquiring new cards. You're coming across different encounters. You're coming across different monsters. And you'll fight a boss at the end who'll generally give you something really fucking cool and also allow you to unlock something really, really cool for your next playthrough and it's very very compelling stuff like i've sunk hours and hours and hours into it without even realizing uh,
4: yeah it's interesting i i like that it only gives you a little bit of energy um so like you you have to you have to figure out the most efficient way to use your cards um, yeah
0: yeah it's unlike a, a, lot of of a lot of deck builders a lot of deck builders are just oh i have a, my combo Throw it on the ball everything, <laughs> oh, all the cards. In this case, you actually can't do that because the cards have costs, as you can maybe see down the bottom there. So you do have to be a bit careful. And the order that you play them in is definitely important. So yeah. a lot of strategy there. Uh, if I had a bit, well, I, I've got kind of two complaints about it in its current form, and bear in mind it is early access. First is it's fucking hideous. I'm sorry. It's... It's not a great a looking game at all. It looks like something, a low level congregate game at best. I'm not a fan of the art Some style. Some
4: people really, really love the art style, and I'm also not a big fan of it. But, I, do, I do not. But I mean, it's still a great game. So, yes. assuming that this is how it looks in the end, I'm fine with that. But I mean, fuck, I, we
0: played Dominion. <laughs> We played Dominion, which may have the worst art of all time. The finest
4: art style. Oh, yes.
0: Only the finest for us. (laughs) None of your riffraff. No, I mean, that game looks awful. But Yeah. yeah, there's that. And the other part being that it is just mostly card acquisition and fighting stuff. And. Maybe a little bit more story, a little bit more secret stuff going on would probably help, but that's the kind of thing that will be coming later in early access, I'd imagine. That's the sort of mm-hmm. thing you can forgive because of its current state.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's, it's fucking compelling, though. Damn. I mean, when, when I start a game of that, I'm like, right, I'm I'm in here for the long haul, by the looks of it, unless I do something really dumb and get myself killed. And there's, uh, have you ever... I have to ask. Have you ever come across the vampirism event.
4: I don't think so. What is that?
0: So I, I want way more. Of, I don't know how many more events like this there are, but I want way more of them. So I encountered a dude who's like, hey, you want to become a vampire? It's real fucking cool. You lose like half your HP for good, but I'm going to replace all of your attack cards with bite and you're going to regen health of it. And I'm going to replace all of this with this other shit. You're basically become an entirely different class
4: that's fascinating that's really
0: cool if they add more stuff like that then yeah that's going to be a very very entertaining game
4: yeah i like that you that you can choose a path where you basically have lots of just question mark like random events happen yes Um, yeah but yeah i i would like for some of them to be really like whoa
0: (laughs) yeah some of them are a bit nuts i think uh, there should go more ...along that mm. particular track, um, it's... ...you can get some crazy combinations of relics as well because... ...you can get these items that you're permanently stuck with, that are like... ...oh, you can't use potions anymore! I'm like, oh, fuck, but you get this other powerful ability in trade yeah, those, for that.
4: Those sorts of trinkets, they, they try to balance out, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I took one that was, uh... ...it was, like, you permanently get one extra energy... ...for every fight, but you can't use potions. Yeah. Um, which really bit me in the butt when I needed heal, but that was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that though, because I mean, if you talk about the games in the sort of roguelite sector that get people to play them again and again and again, a lot of them are down to the fact that you can have such wildly differing runs, and really? adding stuff like that in there, which really fucks with things and completely changes your style of play, that's what gets people coming back for more. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I think in it's coming to stage the Spy is fucking great. Uh, yeah. I, I mean I want it on iOS. Obviously, I think it's I fucking ideal for a tablet. I think it would be a
4: great phone game. Yeah, of course
0: yeah, it would. Tablet. I mean it's not ready yet. though. you know we're gonna have to wait for it to get out of early access. But yeah, you know it's it's ideal for that. Do we Kill have game, our, a
4: release date on it or not really? Right
0: now? Not that I know of. I think they're just plugging away at it. But it's a damn good game regardless. I would mm-hmm. certainly recommend it if if you have any interest in deck building. And you want a bit of dungeon crawling in there for good measure that game has got you covered
4: yeah honestly i I think i i prefer deck builders to like tcgs yeah um because you don't get to you don't have you don't have to like sit there for a long time being like okay i need to construct the perfect deck before i go in right you start off with like a bunch of hit for one and defend for one cards and you just like take what you can and see new cards sometimes you're like oh shit maybe I'll try that and see how it you know how it works Yeah, and,
0: it's often making uh, the best of a bad situation yeah and whenever when the plan comes together that's sick you know that feels really really good mm-hmm. yeah i love deck that builders way, as well realize,
2: like
4: oh man if i do this then this then this yeah. i th- i think that'll work right and it yep. works and then it feels so cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I do love that. And they're starting to integrate those mechanics into different games, and it's crept out of the card game space and into the digital uh, digital space, which I'm a big fan of. So mm-hmm. definitely want to see more of that. Yeah, I like that game a lot.
4: Yeah, me too. It's
0: very nice. So for some reason, I, d- I don't know why I did this, but I reinstalled Supreme Commander 2.
3: Okay. Ooh, wait, 2? Two. you've lost me yeah I
0: know I just I just didn't think that it could have been quite that bad like I thought it it had to be just a bad comparison at the time right it had to be that forged alliance was so good that and people were expecting an amazing follow-up, and they didn't get it, and it wasn't what they wanted, so it got panned, and that was that, right? And I thought, with the benefit of hindsight, especially bearing in mind we don't have a lot on the RTS front right now, with the benefit of hindsight and a bit more time, the Subcom Two would like be able to stand on its own two feet. It wouldn't be Forged Alliance, but it would it would stand on its own two feet as a decent RTS. Mm. Uh, it fucking doesn't. Oh, it, no. It really doesn't. It's so. The decisions made in that game are mind blowingly dumb in so many ways. Right? Consider this. So, th- one of the main ways that uh, RTS works is this, right? You build a factory, the factory lets you build the units, right? And then there's probably a way to upgrade that factory, which lets you build bigger and better units. Yeah? And so on and so forth, until you can build your biggest, scariest units and all that kind of good shit. You know? Makes perfect sense. You're usually moving through tiers of units, tier one units, tier two units, tier three units, blah, blah, blah. All that makes sense. And in the meantime, you may be applying some upgrades here and there. You're expanding your economy. You're building your base. You're making sure your army's larger. You're defending yourself. You're attacking back. You're trying to take more territory. And usually this makes sense. So what if, says Supreme Commander 2, what if instead of having like Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3 air factories that build like Tier 1 bombers and fighters, maybe Tier 2 bombers and fighters and gunships, and Tier 3 that are all, you know, markedly different in power and maybe even have slightly different roles and all that kind of thing. What if we took all that away? What if we took all of the levels of factories away? What if we took away basically 90% of the units that the game has? Right. And made everything the same unit, but had this giant fucking research tower of bullshit that you spent research points to upgrade everything that you have on the board at once. So let's say you have a tank, right? tank in the game is called the rockhead you got a rockhead tank right now Mm -hmm. in subcom one instead of you know you'd probably have these things they'd be like pretty good in the early game but maybe you want to swarm with them later because they're cheap and cheerful but you want to supplement it with more powerful units right that makes sense now that you can afford it but not in this no 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 because this is no child left behind the rts no rockhead left behind ladies and gentlemen. Those Rockheads, they have to be relevant the whole game. So every upgrade that you buy in this research tree, it's going to upgrade the Rockheads just a little bit more. So by the time you reach the end of the game, you're fighting with exactly the same fucking units you are fighting with at the start of the game.
4: Oh, that sounds boring.
0: It is! It's horrendously dull! Glad
4: glad I'm on the same page as you.
0: It's fucking (laughs) dull as shit! Like, so, and what it boils me in mind is so many of these upgrades, if these upgrades were really, really good, if a lot of them are really cool, I could maybe get behind it. But a lot of it's like, oh, you want to increase this radar range by 25%? Oh, you want to give it 10% extra damage? Oh, you want to make it move 5% extra fast? Like, there's maybe like- a couple couple of upgrades which are like, oh, you want to add an extra barrel? It's like, that's cool. Put another barrel on the gun, that's cool. But that's like the minority. Everything else is just t- titsy little shitty upgrades here and there.
4: If it was like tiny upgrades and then a big upgrade that basically turned it into a whole new unit, uh-huh. would you be down for that?
0: Yeah, I'd kind of be down for that. That sounds good. Um, but I mean, you throw away so many viable strategies. Like, um, for instance, one of the things I used to do in the Supreme Commander was I'd get a big swarm of tier one bombers, basically a cannon fodder. And in the middle of that, I'd put some tier three strategic bombers, the big ones with the nukes. And it's like, gaha, fly my pretties, 200 of these fucking things go in, and, uh, and then the uh, Strat Bombers in the middle would do all of that shit, and it would be great. And mixing and matching those different units and saying, right, well, here's my line of cannon 40 here's my line of stronger units, all that kind of thing, was great. All that's sort of gone, and they decided, well, what we're going to do is, what we really think people really liked from the first game was experimental units, the big, scary ones. So what about, we just made the game almost all about that, So, we made all the regular units boring as fuck because eventually, you can, if you can afford to build one, you can build an experimental, like, giant T Rex that breathes fire and shit, or have a fucking UFO that beams shit up, or a giant magnet that sucks units in. And it's like, by the time you get to that point, you're bored because you spent the last 20 minutes fighting with the same fucking tank forever. (laughs) Oh my god. It's so fucking dull. They took every piece of nuance, every bit of complexity out of the game. Hmm. All of it. Like even the little cool things that you could link factories together with uh, power plants to make them take less power and be a bit more efficient. You could have workers help build things so they could build them faster. That's gone. That's completely fucking gone as well. It's Full of nonsense uh, you can't even get really cool defenses anymore in Subcom 1 you could build like awesome artillery pieces and big lasers that had like 6 different turrets on them and shield generators and tactical missile launchers and all sorts of shit, it's all gone in favor of this bullshit research tree where eventually if you're lucky we might give you the giant T-Rex and that's assuming you're not dead by the time you try to build it Mm-hmm. Oh. So, my, yeah, yeah, that so, sounds like a
4: great game
0: <laughs> Yeah, so my conclusion is no uh, People said it was shit at the time And they were right They were fucking right And also the AI cheats like a motherfucker And is completely pointless and unsatisfying to
3: play against Yep N- That <sighs> sounds like, yeah, that's come too. I mean, I'm waiting for the Switch version, of course Just Oh, kind of, of course, right. yeah, yeah, yeah I Yeah, <laughs> if the Switch
4: yeah. port is... Better.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's yeah, it's bullshit. Like it's so so bad. I I, I'm gonna go play some more Supreme Commander Forge Alliance because it's great. I like RTS, and people kept pestering me about this. They are billions game.
4: Yeah, have you? I
0: like it. I don't.
3: Well, you smell.
0: (laughs) It's a fucking mediocre. Resource gathering game mixed with a mediocre tower defense game with terrible voice acting.
1: Oh, Roasting I
2: think it. it's right. Roasting
1: fun. it, setting it on fire. It's like,
0: it, it's been done a thousand times before. Like, it, if is this Because ca-
2: there's no
4: air units. Are you, it, are you sad because there's no air units? In no,
0: it? I don't really care if there's no air That's units what he's known or not. For.
1: They call them because... AirTB, is what they say. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's Air biscuit. like if yeah, if this game free. came out during the age where there were actual real-time strategies coming out on a regular basis, nobody would give a shit about this game. But it's the fact that it is c- coming out at a time where there aren't all that many RTS. There's people like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's like, well, it's not really. You very slowly expand and build walls and defend the walls to make sure you don't get fucking eaten by zombies. And, oh, but not go too far because you might accidentally pull too many zombies and... The problem is, like, there's no part of it to me that stands out as being interesting enough on its own. Like,
3: There's one one very important part of it that's super interesting. Which is? How far I have to put the difficulty down before I can actually start winning (laughs) the fucking thing. I was going
2: to (laughs) say,
4: I I honestly think one of the reasons that so many people are able to play it, like, as a person who fucking sucks at RTS games... One of the reasons that so many people are able to play this and actually enjoy it is because you can put the difficulty down to like eight percent. I think the lowest, but the highest is like five hundred and something percent. Right. So there's like definitely very
0: scalable. You know.
4: Yeah. for For me, it's nice because I get to actually play one of those games and be like. I'm not doing too bad. I'm at eight percent difficulty, but I'm not doing too bad. And then I can also have the joy of going on Twitch and watching somebody who's like, I'm attempting this at five hundred percent. those
3: people scare
0: popcorn, me. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right at it's the highest, highest possible level, the game's micro, an optimization.
4: All over the place, it's great.
0: And like the highest possible level, like games an optimization puzzle. You now it's
3: like how See, how that's, far that's can I push it? That's what I really it? like about it. Is because I start at a really low level and I play it and I play it and I play it and I'm still, I go up a little bit. And I'm, when I'm doing that a little bit, I'm like, how? I'm just surviving here. How do I get up to here? And then I go and look at people and go, oh, they did that. I'm going to try that. And then I can get up and I, I feel like I'm getting better at it the more that I play it. And I yeah. never feel better at RP, RTSs. I just never have it's ever like, felt good at them.
0: To me, it you just feels like real time strategies.
3: I mean, yeah. I know bl- for a fact that I have no skill at real time strategies whatsoever. I
0: mean, I did, I did I did play Subcom against you. There were, it was interesting. Let's just put it that way. But I mean, it, it, to me, it's a tower defense with a really basic city management aspect to it. I think if the city management aspect was more fleshed out, it had a far better resource chain. For instance, a chain of goods manufacture, uh, like say the settlers, that would be quite helpful. Um, To me, it's just a really slow and shallow city builder where you're occasionally attacked by zombies. Better make sure there's no hole in your wall or you have died. And really, like, there's like so many mods for Warcraft 3 and for Starcraft 2 that have basically done the same thing. And uh, frankly, like, if you've got a friend, I'd go play Starcraft 2 Co op because it's that, but way better. Like it's that, but just way, way better. You know, you want to defend against being overrun by all that kind of shit. They had a game before, uh, years before StarCraft Two even came out, called uh, what was it called? It wasn't called Left for Dead. It was called Left to Die, um, which was an yes. official Blizzard-made mod, which was basically that. Um, but the co-op mode for StarCraft Two is that, but way expanded, far beyond what. They Are Billions has got going for it. um I think if you just want to play single player, then sure, I can understand why you play They Are Billions. But to, like, there's not enough RTS for me. There's not enough tower defense for me, and there's not enough resource management for me, and there's not enough city building for me in it. Mm. Like the four components, just are, they're all they're all underbaked for me at this point.
3: But so hey, I've been getting my people my enjoying fix. it, good for them. I'm getting my fix of that kind of game because uh, once I played that, a lot of people went, "Hey, you should go play Creeper World." You play Creeper World? I've heard about now, that. I've heard about that. It seems pretty I good. I've been playing an ass tonne of Creeper World. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's kind of like, it's. I kept calling it an RTS, but it is kind of a tower build, that there is basically a thing gushing out goo that's everywhere. So there's no other units. It's just a big wall of goo that is gradually getting higher and coming at you. And you just got to build defenses and manage your energy... And panic because the goo is getting closer. You can't stop it or reason with it. It's just goo forever. Yeah. And you start, you basically you get swamped. and you start building a little defense and you can defend yourself and then you start expanding and you're just expanding against this ever everything wave of blue goo. And it's great fun. And I've been playing a lot of that recently. But it's it's top down. So you have to like mouse over the goo to see just how high it is because it's a quite an odd little thing and it'll run on anything. But I'm really, really enjoying that. There's a lot to enjoy in that game.
4: I'm a very visual person. If I can't immediately tell what's going on,
3: oh, it's, it's got different colors. You'll be able to see and go, "Oh, that's dark. I'm gonna not go near that for a while." But if you you get you get more specifics if you mess up it. Although I believe they're making a fourth one which is 3D, so you'll be able to visual.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: but it is. It's kind of just that you mess over a thing and it's like, "Oh, that's 20 high. What's my walls three? Uh oh, you're fucked." Uh, <laughs> oh got it and i start I, as you play you unlock the things At every level you unlock like an entirely new unit i'm still i'm just getting to the last bit of that and i've just got the um uh terraforming so you can start terraforming higher walls around yourself but it takes a lot of energy and time but you can then sort of like hide yourself a little better it's the um, turtles game and i like it
0: there was someone in chat i i'd noticed this game before as well uh that said if you're into that there's a game called Particle Fleet Emergence which is a creeper world chronicle apparently. Uh but it's with space fleets. Lots and lots of huge motherfucking space fleets.
2: Yep. I'm that sounds
0: kind of great. I um, think I'm going to get that as well. Uh that yeah. sounds like that's right that, on my alley. That oh,
3: looks yes. incredible. Yeah, that's me. That's yep. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. I found I found a thing that I like the look of as well. Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Uh I must say I regret introducing my wife to anti-hero because, holy shit, is she way better at that game than I am. Fuck me. Oh, God. She's like, oh, yeah, just, I beat the whole campaign on hard. You want to try some multiplayer? I'm like, ah, um, okay. And she just fucking crushes me at it. <laughs> We're currently playing a bit of a play by email. I think I'm doing a bit better now, but uh, that play by email function is quite nice. Because uh, on iOS it pops up a little notification when you shit's ready, and it'll uh, if you register with it, it'll email you. It's like, hey, you've got a turn ready. Oh,
2: that's so, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's, cool. that's a cool little feature. I was messing around uh, with a number of uh, iOS board games. I was trying to find just just some other good ones. You know, I just wanted to I wanted to learn a bunch of board games. I've been trying to learn Race for the Galaxy, which I'm having some. Weird mental block on, because it mm-hmm. seems like it'll be exactly exactly my kind of game. It's a tableau building game about you know taking over the galaxy. Yeah, that's that's totally my thing.
4: That sounds like a TV game.
0: Yeah, that's that's a me game. But I'm having issues with it. Uh, there's just something about it. I'm going to, to figure out. You know what? You have got that kind of mental block on some game mechanic. I just mm. need to find out what that is. But in the meantime, I played a game called. Uh, I hope I pronounce this correctly. Uh, Jaipur, is it called okay. Jaipur? I believe so. It's set in India, and it's a game about being the best trader that you can be. You know, you want to be an awesome trader with lots of camels, and camels are a resource in this game. And it's a very, <laughs> it's a very simple <laughs> camels. Oh, Ca- camels, yeah, you can win games with camels, man. Uh, it's a very simple game in which it's a one versus one card game you're playing against another trader and you kind of you're trying to collect goods which you can then sell for a good price now the goods are in a market row in the middle of the screen and you get a hand of cards as well and goods are worth different amounts depending on which level you're on and there's only a certain number of goods you can sell before the pile of tokens that will pay you for those goods is exhausted so once you've exhausted, I think, three piles of tokens, the game ends, and then it uh, counts up the score for you. And you have to take tokens from the right. So in some situations, if you sell your goods early, you make more money. But in some situations, if you sell them late, you get more money that way. You also get bonuses if you sell more than three, three or more types of the same good at any given time. These tokens were like, oh, if you sell... Three of this good, you get between one to three extra points for it. If you sell five of this good, you get anywhere between eight to ten extra points for it, etc. And there's four different actions you can do. You can take a good from the market row, nice and simple one, then it's replaced with another one. You can exchange goods for either other goods in your hand or camels that you own. So you can accrue this big pile of camels and then you can trade the camels for other goods. You can take all the currently available camels on the board, or you can sell a set of goods. And it's all about trying to figure out what the optimal way of making as much money as possible is without the other guy from also beating you at your own game. And also trying to kind of keep track of what he's doing. It's like... What is he trying to put a set together? Should I be trying to sabotage his set here? Or should I be going for something else? Should I rush for this? Because if I don't, maybe he gets it first. Mm. It's a surprisingly enjoyable game, actually. And I didn't think I'd like it. That sounded like the most boring game in the universe to me until I played it. And then I just played round after round of it. And it's like, fuck, this is compelling. Uh, this is really, really cool. So
4: Did somebody suggest it to you? Or were you just like, like, why did you play it?
0: I was just browsing through the board. There's a board game section now on the iOS app store. Oh. And it was just on the list of recommended. There's actually a shit ton of board games up there now. So I thought, hey, I'll buy this. Why not? I'll give it a shot. It's highly rated. and uh, turned out to be a lot of fun. Gotcha. I played a
3: board game this week. Which, which yeah. I played
0: Fallout the board game. Ah, I'm interested to know if this is any good or not.
3: It's one of the most fun times I've ever had with a board game. Very cool. It's really fun because they've literally taken all of Fallout and gone, okay, what if this was a two hour experience? So you've still got your special, you've still got leveling up, but they do everything in weird... It's slightly like, it literally is just a miniaturized version of Fallout. And you get loads of different campaigns, you get the Commonwealth, you get Far Harbor, you get Fallout 3, and it all sets up and you've got quest markers you can put some things, there's a whole big stack of quests. There's encounters and things you get like it, it. Kind of feels like every board game mechanic put in one game, and the only issue I had with it was we were having so much fun we weren't really paying attention to who was winning, or if the game was winning, and we kind of just go "I'm gonna go over there and loot that thing." Oh, let's flip over this. It's a thing. Run! And like, it's we got to a point where I was like being swarmed by like just endless amounts of enemies because of the way they respawn, and I was just having an absolute blast with it. And it's literally just it's superb. It is superb fun. Enjoyed it. That's a review. Brief one. Yeah,
0: Thanks. they've been really nailing it lately, Fantasy Flight, when it comes to getting licenses. They just released a new Civ game. They released Fallout. They're getting a lot of cool licenses for really awesome stuff. They're about to release their Warhammer competitor in the form of just a flat out ground based Star Wars Warhammer, basically, which I have, I admit to thinking, you know what? Sure, I'm going to get the base set of this and I'll get an ATST and a speeder and stuff like that. But I've been reading the rules for it and it feels a lot different to how Warhammer, as the game, plays out. And I'm thinking, you know what? These are probably compatible. I could probably play both of these and enjoy them a lot. Uh, So I'm picking up that. I think it's called um, Star Wars Legion. It's out in, might be February actually, they start releasing that stuff. You have to assemble it. Um, so I'll probably get someone to paint it or whatever, but yeah, it's good. That's uh, that's probably going to be really fun. I'm trying to think. Uh, God, what else are they? What else are they releasing? Because they Fantasy Flight are knocking it out of the park. lately. they um, they're about to release the Lord of the Rings cooperative card game on PC. Now this is an LCG. I've believe the way they're doing it. Not a CCG. So you're not buying packs. You, you, you buy the game and once you buy the expansion, it has all the cards you need in it. And you're playing against the game. You're playing specifically against the game and the game scenarios, not against other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's about sort of kind of building a deck and playing it optimally in order to beat the scenarios. That sounds... Pretty cool. It just popped up or uh, there's a store page now on Steam for it. And it looks like the art's really good. And I'm liking the look of that. And um Fantasy Flight are also sort of pushing things in the direction of this living card game model instead of trading cards. They just Oh actually no, it was WizKids that did it. Um WizKids made a game called Dice Masters. You might have heard of Marvel Dice Masters. Dungeons and Dragons, Dice Masters, all that kind of thing. They're releasing a Warhammer 40,000 Dice Masters and stuff like that, but they're going to just have it so you buy the box and all the stuff's in it instead of buying booster packs, which I thought was a pretty cool way of doing things. I think I'm much more... I'm I'm more likely to play, oh, it's all in the box, let's go, Mm -hmm. than buy fucking stupid booster packs trying to find the one thing that I need or getting involved in the trading market or whatever, so it's good mm. shit
3: it sounds it
0: lots of exciting um, times
4: jesse have you had a chance to play rusty lake paradise yet
1: no i have not sorry i'm caught up looking at star wars legion figures. <laughs> Sorry, gum. Looks, screen again. What? there's some good what looking
3: this- shit in
0: there isn't there like that's some yeah, good some looking cool models yeah
1: um no i haven't played rusty Lake. i was thinking about doing it for fan friday but figured i'd just stream it all because i don't want to just start and then stop because of arbitrary like youtube time
4: it's about the same length as the other ones um it's it's very similar in terms of well i guess
1: bonkers is it full-on bonkers town
4: they all are yeah but like this one honestly the last two like the beginning of them has made me go man i wonder if this one's gonna actually be weird or if it's just going to be like kind of weird and not not weird enough for a rusty mm-hmm. lake game right and then there's always a moment there's always a moment in these games where you're like oh there it is
1: <laughs> so oh, um i recognize that yeah
4: yeah in rusty lake paradise uh there there's all kinds of theories about where this game happens in the timeline of rusty lake which is exciting
2: oh
4: boy! Oh boy. Uh, and uh in it you play a guy who as a child grew up on a small island in the lake called paradise the only people who live on this island are like his family and he at some point left and for whatever reason has come back and is now interacting with all of his family members Hmm. except his mother who is missing
1: do you think he met someone from the the house that was next to the island so many questions all right i'm not going to talk about it
4: but yeah it's uh you know it's if you play the rusty late games it's another rusty late game and it i i love them all so um definitely played that i also wanted to tell you jesse that i finally played oxen free
1: ah and you were like i love this game is what you said
4: uh i had a couple issues with it that chat was not happy with me having issues <laughs> Just, what were your issues
2: um, you're playing I, it wrong no, yeah, what
1: happened, no, no, no what was what happened
4: It wasn't that at all. It was, um, I felt like I, overall, I love the game, especially like the longer that I think about it, the more that I love it.
1: You're not allowed to have differing opinions. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Someone should have really told you that
0: when you started this, it was in the the, welcome pack.
1: You're not allowed to like something, but then also have problems with it. uh, There's there's just a
4: lot of horrifying shit that happens in this game and the kids just across the board are like you good all right cool we got to do this now I'm like so much just happened what the fuck like I felt and and uh the the response that that really made me laugh was somebody being like um Dodger everybody responds to trauma differently so you can't judge (laughs) And I was like Literally all of these kids are gonna respond to this in this way. Every single one of these kids is gonna be like, should we should we keep going? Or (laughs) like it just every everybody seemed to be more cool with what was going on than anybody ever should be. And I get that like they have to do that to a certain extent in order for the game to progress and for characters to not just be like snivelling, awful, pointless characters right but I was still just like man I wish that there had been kind of a gradient of emotion in this game and it didn't feel like it was there but it the game made up for it in terms of the overall package of what was going on um and I started new game plus and that has made me even more intrigued because things are different when you play it again so overall I did very much like it um but my honestly, my big issue is just with like the characterization of the kids.
0: is so why I don't play games I... with emotions in them, because stream viewers make them insufferable.
3: They
1: don't <laughs> have no emotions.
2: emotions.
0: No we emotions allowed successfully.
1: here.
3: They don't have uh,
1: Three games on you, really quickly. No! Here. Go, um, go. Three games from Pax that I think literally are kind of things what we've talked about all day today. Uh, the first one is called Deep Sky Derelicts. Um, imagine
0: Slay sounds familiar, Slay the
1: Spire kind of card mechanics, but with God's a darkest dungeon art style. Sounds and good, yeah. You are in space, yep. uh, you choose at the beginning three space scavengers and you go around to uh, derelict spaceships, yep, and complete missions and um sort of like rob the the, the ships blind before you run out of power and you have to leave or you die. And then you go back to the base hub and you sell stuff or re-equip your guys. You can like add things to every card so that your thing that did eight damage before now does plus two fire damage to it as well. like that. Um... Is this already the, out?
0: Because I feel like I've seen cutscenes for this before.
1: I don't know that it's out all It could be already out, but I just found out about it this it weekend.
0: It is, which is exciting because that means I can play it.
1: But it was very <laughs> fun, very hard. Uh, there were a few moments where... So in order to reshuffle your deck or get more cards or to move further, or you keep having to use your um, power. That's also how you move around the map and how you get things. So it's you're managing a ton of stuff here to stay alive. And um, there are multiple um, characters you can be. You can be a, like a tanky dude. You can be a scavenger. You can be the yeah. leader. You can be the healer, the medic. There's a bunch of different ones. And each one brings something to it. And So there's clearly a perfect combo. Whatever I chose the first time was not it. My second <laughs> choice, I went three tanks and just stomped people. I was like, get out of the way until I... And I, quote, fought the janitor. The janitor was just a <laughs> robot, and he shit on me. He was like, what are you doing on my ship? And shit on all three of them. Took, Destroyed their shields. One guy, he, like, chopped off the... I don't know how he died. He vanished. He stopped existing. <laughs> I got destroyed. I was like, well, that happened. So it's definitely... That, that was a ton of fun. Well, that's good uh, on, I- on the list.
0: That sounds like that is perfectly up my alley. We are doing well on the Discovery this... To yes. episode. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. What's the second one? What do you got?
1: So the next game is called Y2K, uh, as in like Y and then two eyes and a K. Y and then two I's and a K. Y- oh, Yik, is- yes. as yick. it's called, but yick. it's Y2K. And this okay. is a game, I'm
4: very excited about this game. Y-
1: that every time I go to a convention, people are like, yo, did you see that game that has you in it? And I'm like, what? And then I go see it, I'm like, I'm very flattered that you think that's what I look like. Uh, but then, well, it's
0: not on Steam yet, whatever
1: it is. I finally... I, it's not on Steam yet, no. I don't think there's a thing for it, but you can just go to the website. It's like why coming out soon. It's like Y-I-I-K-R-P-G.com, I think it is. Oh, and, uh, that
0: postmodern RPG thing? I've heard yes, about Yes, this, this game
1: yeah. is... Literally, Dodger, I played this and thought of you immediately and was like, this is going to be Dodger's jam. So, oh, yeah. I'm so excited oh, I see the not only box is box it an two, RPG, okay. uh, first off, like I said at the beginning, people were like, there's a game with you in it. I was flattered till I played it, and he's like the biggest hipster who ever fucking lived. Everything he says, you're just like, I hate you. But <laughs> so he... Um, the premise is that you've come home from school, you finally graduated college, you get home, you are going to go run errands for your mom and then you get a phone call, and the phone call's like the world that you know is going to be flipped upside down and shit's going to happen. You're like, "What?" A cat comes and steals the, your mom's note and you chase the cat down and from that point on literally end up in the craziest fucking fourth wall breaking n- insane shit I've ever experienced. I was sitting there just like
2: what the entire time
1: (laughs) it's insane um it it gets very bizarre but the abilities i think is incredible uh every battle yeah like every battle is fought with mini games so the main character collects records and he uses different records as his like weapons and so you have to spin the record and hit certain points to do damage um the female character that you meet her weapon is her cat that literally attacks people she launches her cat at people um, it is bizarre. It reminds me of like Mother Three and Earthbound and like <laughs> sort of like a very weird. I was like, this is Dodger. This is all Dodger all day. I played it, was like, <laughs> I know this girl is gonna love this game to death. Um yeah. it is very bizarre, and I had a great time playing it. I thought that was cool, but highlight of the show. I think this might be my new favorite game. It's called Omen Sight. Uh, Omen Sight's a game where you play, uh, the basic premise is the world ends and you are this sort of ethereal being who has been tasked with figuring out how the world ended, so you reset the day every day to the to the last day of, of the planet. Oh, I'm like,
0: already in on this one. I love that time travel fix and shit.
1: Yeah, and so <laughs> the way it works though is that um, it's very cute. Everyone in the game, it's like an animal world, so everyone's a different like animal species um but the way it works is that as you proceed through the day no matter what the world always ends and you get sent back to the beginning but anything you learn and any knowledge you get can be used to sort of solve this mystery of who ended the world and the combat like there's dungeon running and the combat mechanics are very much like um you know the whole dodge roll archemy style of like blocking and stuff like that um but each character that you join with on your adventure for that day gives you something else so the mouse that i played with she was like hey um i can give you a triple jump instead of a double jump she can help you like get to higher places you can find secrets and unlock sort of the the background of what's going on in this world and then when you get to the end of the level you have a boss fight or at least in this scenario we did the boss fight was with another character that you could have been a friend with on a previous day and at that point you have to decide whether you fight the boss or you share with that boss information that you have about what happened
4: interesting and
1: so then when the when then when the day end, and and in this case i shared the information and the little mouse girl got pissed off and she was like you should have killed him and she like peaced out and he's like why'd she want to kill me so bad it's almost like she knew something else was going on like that kind of shit you're like
0: yeah
1: she <laughs> know?" love now? it love it love it <laughs> and so then when then when the day ends it gives you sort of like a little graph of like here's what you learned today and you can sort of piece things together and i was told that you can turn that off so you just have to go by memory if you want to and um I'm not sure how it determines who the villain is or if there's one set villain, but my hope, fingers God crossed. God, I hope there re-
0: isn't just one.
1: Right. My hope is that that it's like every time you play, it's a different villain because right. there's so many combinations of who you can play with and what you can learn. And so it's I, it's so cool. It was so much fun to play. And I was like, this could be it. This could be my big hit for the year. So, Dude, Omen that sight.
4: that sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. That
3: sounds good. I want to play that.
0: God. A lot of interesting stuff coming our way, Like, it. I've got,
3: like, three games to talk about as well, but, um...
0: I'll nah, that. go for it. Let's, let me put it this way. There's fuck all interesting in the news right now. I was going through the... Uh, outside of talking a little bit about the VR stuff at CES, this is the list of news that I got from Chris. It's like, um, there's gonna be a spiritual success at a theme hospital... Uh, some games won some other Game of the Awards that no one cares about. Uh, Donald Trump misspoke about a fictional Call of Duty jet that he's supposedly selling to Norway. Um, And Tencent... Like, what
1: if we did, though? (laughs) (laughs) He sold a fake jet. That'd be amazing. That would 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 be a good deal. I believe
0: in his art of the deal if he was able to do that. If he was able to sell a jet from Black Ops 3 to Norway without them noticing, then I would believe in his art of the deal. I would be like, you know
1: what? He wasn't shitting
0: okay I'm all right i'm convinced that's pretty good uh and tencent has also reportedly helped chinese police arrest the 120 pubg cheat makers that's Damn. basically what i have for the news yeah so.
4: last week we talked about ces so
0: oh did you talk about ces and the htc vive pro and everything like that yep. wow yeah. great yes, well I that's about that. that, then <laughs> Oof.
4: So Dan, you got time. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about well, we'll just let's just talk about some more games. But let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about more games. I still haven't talked about everything. I could talk about my experiences of teaching my parents how to play Terraforming Mars, which is actually a fairly complicated board game about terraforming Mars.
1: Did any of them say we have to science the shit out of this? Because if so, awesome. (laughs) Nah,
0: you don't know my parents very well if you think they'd say something like that, even with a few whiskeys in them. But uh, it was a fucking awesome game, and I can tell you what it's about after the break, and we can talk about video games. That sounds great. Let's do that. After the break, more video games. This button isn't working, isn't it? Because we're on the fucking ptr why do i even still have this ptr client it literally encounters errors every five seconds i have to click okay it doesn't actually crash the client but if i press this button right here ads happened. Yeah. ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the co-optional podcast you get cheesy grin on your face i thought you'd already showed us that
3: not in the stream i showed it to you before because you're my friend oh, and i care about you
0: okay all right <laughs> Mine's I just bigger. i to yeah. see how I awesome you are. Still... We get
3: it. Yeah, guys, I finally hit 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm
0: surprised. So what milestone. Of you. Well done. You did it. Yes,
3: Incredible. that arrived today to celebrate <laughs> For some my 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. Six a little years light, late. A little light. Six years late.
0: <laughs> just a smidge. Just a little off.
3: It's fine. It's fine.
0: All right, well, you did say you want, you had more games you wanted to talk about, and I'm entirely yes. fine with that because that's what this Woo. show
3: is mostly. All right, let's start with. I got a list as well that I'm looking over at.
2: Let's start list. with
3: Claybook. Have you heard of Claybook? I'm going to go with a no, not in the slightest.
2: Claybook, How is my Claybook.
3: Claybook is a game where you play as a ball of clay that can mold into other shapes in a world where everything else is made out of clay, but it properly deforms like it's made of clay. So okay. it all gets gently smushed, and even the ball you're rolling around picks up the colour of the clay it's rolling over, and will get all smushed and bad, and you have to try and climb over stuff and get around stuff. You can like dig through the clay, you can burn through it. If You you can rewind time to pull yourself back, and that leaves an imprint of where you are, so you can also build the clay up. And so basically it's a game about being a sentient ball of clay, while a terrifying demon child stares at you. I forgot about the terrifying demon child.
0: Uh, do, can you- what a- the terrifying demon child?
3: What- what? There's, it's cuz it's on a table cuz it's like a kids playing with it the kid's okay. actually there with like a joystick and it just has these massive I'm talking like just huge devastating eyes of scare and horror.
0: Okay, I've yet to see that as part of your video that I'm showing on the screen at the moment but <laughs> actually, I try know, not to look at the we It's just
4: like show. I'm scared of children sort of horror. Oh, Somewhere Jesus. between the two. All
3: right, okay, I see it now. <laughs> It's yeah, the demon child. But you can like dig this clay and it's just so much fun just to play with and it's got liquid in it. So there'll be like vats of this goo and you dig it out and it's just liquid just comes out. But it's like clay, it's like it's stop motion kind of thing. And all the like the clay has like thumbprint textures over it. Like it's all been like hand done like this. And it's just this weird, insane, beautiful looking platformer with like a level letter and stuff. And I kind of feel like it's, No one's really noticed it. So I kind of assumed it was a dream, because I was the only one who noticed it.
0: This whole thing would drive me up the fucking wall.
3: But you can turn into a rocket and blast around by firing clay out from underneath you, and then it's really hard to control, and then you can crash and dent and fold in half, and you change shape and say, are you okay, Jesse?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is real! It's on the screen! (laughs) He's not kidding. He has a video of it. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at it. I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, I, it's cool that it's all clay. I think that's, like, a cool art dealy, but I still don't know what I'm looking at. It's a,
3: Each level has, like, a set of things that you have to do in it. Like, it's fill up this space with water or, like, fill up this space with yourself or dig away at this bit. And so every level, like, it's not like a sandbox. It's all go and do this thing. And every level has lots of different mechanics. It's, like, find this shape and bring this shape here. And so you have to, like, build bridges for little ropes to go over or dig a hole through. And there's lots of... It's it's like one of those games you go, Oh, that looks like a cool tech demo, but they've actually built a game around it as well. So you okay. can actually progress through this game and it's a load of fun. All right. And it's not like it's not like oh it's art, it's like a plaything. It's a beautiful plaything. It's a toy. Yeah, it's a big toy with gamingness to it.
0: With goals, yes.
3: Yeah, which is okay. kind of important, I feel, for games. But like the first time you rob that plane, it just takes this little tiny layer out, this little tiny little bumps out, and then your little ball starts to form and it picks up the colour of the other clay, and you're like, what what is that? and it runs just ridiculously smooth and it's it's the amount of stuff you can do, the amount of deformation you can get on the screen without the frame rate even hitching is
1: incredible. It's real, Jesse! I saw it! I know it's real! I was looking at it! You were about the balls! You. you doubt what you see, sir! No, you were the balls! Do to your saw you doubt what you see with thine eyes? No, I would never!
4: Trust you your feelings, like you, you know it to be true! I wouldn't do that! I would never doubt you! Me?
2: <laughs> what? Never!
0: You've been playing democracy, haven't you? No! <laughs> You've been I've playing played- Democracy I've Three, played- haven't you? I've you done allowed, two of, you of allowed a Twitch
3: chat to be involved in this, didn't you? I did a stream where I was running it, and Rebecca uh, was doing, was my VP, and you made we kind of mistake. every now and then we put votes to the Twitch public, and I was assassinated three weeks in. So. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out, since then, I have played it, and I had an election, and I tweeted the picture of this. I had an election where not a single person voted for the other side. 64 wow. million UK votes for me. Neil, they didn't even vote for themselves. It was just <sighs> me. Everybody just voted for me. I had 100% popularity.
0: It does. It, it does, does sound like, like the shenanigans going on with that.
3: It's once I because after the stream, I kind of actually properly dug into it for a few hours, and it's not realistic in any way. And there's lots of things you can do. It's more <laughs> like, um, it's kind of just saying, Hey, what happens if I go into America and say you can't have guns and everything collapses? It's great, uh, you get cool. shot
0: most of the time. You, you go yeah. there, you get shot as simple as that. Which pro tip, so sort of assassination's of might have off proved your <laughs> point, really. It's like, Oh, you probably shouldn't have had guns then because look what happened. Well, yep. never mind.
3: Yeah, turn Assassinations off where you try and run America. That was my pro tip for that. Yeah, I think I, think I tried to
0: run America once in Democracy 3. It did not go down well. It's...
3: They shot me before my first town. The first time I turned up, I'm like, I'm president. And someone was like, nope. No, not anymore. You're not. It's... Oh, well.
0: It is fun yeah, to see how things flow into other things and all that kind of thing. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a neat enough little simulation. It's visual enough to be accessible without being completely
3: over the top. Yeah. I got a little confused because it's like, unemployment, green. I'm like, hey, unemployment green. And it's like, that means unemployment is going up. And I'm like, "Eh." wait. Wait, what? (laughs) 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 Green and red are not your friends in that game. I was like, unlearn that green is good. Up is good. Down is bad. Unless it's a thing where you want it to go up or down. You have to think every time you go, unemployment, that's going up. Up is bad. Okay, let's fix that.
4: Right.
3: So you have to kind of go back on yourself. But yeah, Yeah, I managed to... That would
4: be difficult mentally to like parse each individual thing into, is this good or bad that this is high?
3: <laughs> yeah. I saw all my term where I was 100% popular. I got to my 12th term in office and I kind of went, all right, now I'm losing because global warming is such a thing that you cannot stop because there's a bar that is like, year, And so the longer you play it for, like this the more you just cannot win. And it got to point where I was like, everybody's dying and I literally can't do anything about it. And there's no way of stopping it because literally we're being punished because time is a thing. So that's a slight problem with the unlimited yeah, game. Like. Just look
1: to the damn powers the take it over.
3: There's I, no way to invade. You can have a military and they kind of just sit there.
1: Yeah, well, then that's not realistic. You would take, <laughs> you, you would find out, you would go to one of the like desert nations that clearly was not going to be like, have you seen the movies? Whenever, whenever the water takes over, there's always like the island. They're like, you need to find God. the climate there's, change. You need to round it up. Joro. It's now an island. That's where we go. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Oh my, perfect. You play it differently to me, but oh uh, yeah, I so I became the god king of England.
0: Still sure, good. why
3: not? Yeah, why oh. not? Just, just. Someone the has up. to,
0: frankly, the way it's going at the minute. Absolutely. Go right through out, yeah. a
3: field of wheat. Can't exactly do a worse job, can I? Uh,
0: just go not, like this. That policy. Let, that policy. That policy. It's darts on the board. Hey, there we go. Uh, all went
3: well. Oh stop dear. talking
0: politics yeah it, it, lo- gone, it will I've not gone, go well if we end that's, up doing that's
3: this the game. Uh, it, is. it is but it's it's it streamed well people seem to like it the kind of, it's a weird one for when you give it to an audience because if you if i'm playing the witch i'm like there's a guy stab a guy in the face i'm like yeah stab the guy people are like no you're so crazy if in like this i'm like oh i'm gonna raise taxes one percent everyone's like why do you want to raise taxes you <laughs> democrat bastard
1: I'm like, it's a game, it's not real. I was just doing things. You don't understand. Here's what they don't understand. Yeah, if, if you raise taxes in the game, you raise them in real life.
2: <laughs> oh like, no.
1: Is that how it worked? I like That's gave everyone weed, but took away
3: Doritos. That was just me being a bastard. Like I don't. <laughs> there was the Doritos tax. Yeah,
0: could, no one will ever
1: forget. Taxed all you Doritos. You increased the tax yeah.
0: on tendies by 10%. There are riots,
1: at least there <laughs> would be, if they get up the stairs. Oh, dear. There were illegal Dorito parlors in the back <laughs> of <that> shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: We got all was... the Dorito
1: flavors. Oh, my.
3: Playing like roulette with the actual roulette bags. and white one's really hot. They're like, whoa. And then you say, oh, it, was not bad. it was a weird time, the 2040s.
1: <laughs> we could have been to the moon. But nope. We- yeah. We decided to have no Doritos this year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of cyclones. That was a big thing in my, in my game. Just a, cy- a lot of cyclones. Were
0: you voting in favor of cyclones quite a lot? Was that something you were encouraging?
3: <laughs> it's like there was a water shortage, there was a food shortage. All the, all the religious people had gone. They just had gone. I assume the rapture had rapture. happened Well, I was going rapture, rapture of course, of course, obviously. Because yeah. they literally would just like, because if you do like a Mars mission, it slowly takes away the religious people. <laughs>
4: Like, that's are we sending really them? Funny. Well, no <laughs> like, shit, it's the
3: end of the world only now. Only religious people go to Mars. <laughs> yeah, the higher your technology, the, the less religious people. I like, kind of just, this. yeah, we got to Mars and just like punched a hole through like the universe and everyone just got like sucked out. And that was the rapture.
1: That was it.
3: Yeah, well, we always knew it was going to be something. Turns out what? it was Elon Musk. Oh. <laughs> Probably should have seen no one coming, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, really. Yeah, so that's, yeah, it's a game I think. Okay. Speaking of Mars... We, did, we terraformed
0: it successfully, at least I think we did. We did? We did. I we heard that story right.
3: from part two of this podcast.
0: Hmm, mm, terraforming Mars, yeah. Was, uh, Jen is having the fun time of trying to buy me board games that I don't own, which actually is not that hard because we've got lots of IKEA shelving now, so she can just check. So as long as I haven't left it in my office, it's fine. So she picked me up for Christmas terraforming Mars, which is... Very highly rated, great game, exactly up my alley. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, let's do that. And my parents were over during the New Year's break, and I thought, all right, usually I can convince my dad to play one board game of some sort. One. You know, he fun is not a thing that he is particularly accustomed to, so we usually get one. So right. if I'm going to make it one, I might as well make it an interesting one. And let's try terraforming Mars. Let's see if we can get everybody around playing that. As they'd recently watched The Martians. So I'm like, okay, right. You know, it's a cool theme, right? Everybody wants, that's a cool idea. We get to terraform Mars into a habitable planet. That sounds neat. That's something that people can get behind. And it's quite a complicated game, but The idea is that you're all running corporations who have been given a lot of money to fix Mars. It's like, look, Mars is fucked. We can't do anything with this shit. He has a large amount of money. Let's see if you can do it and make Mars habitable because, frankly, we're in trouble if you can't. So... All of these different corporations that get a little bit of money, they get some uh space space euros, as it turns out. Mega Euros, I think.
4: Ah, space euros, of course. Yes,
0: yeah, space <laughs> euros. It is a European design game, no dollar no Dollarinos here. Space Euros.
3: And <laughs> you should have just had Brexit on Mars and just have fifty-two percent of people just fucking leave it. That would have yeah. fixed all your problems.
0: <laughs> and the idea is to try and raise Mars to habitable levels. And there's a few things you gotta do, as it turns out. Mars, well, it doesn't really have a lot of oxygen on it, so you need to do something about that. You need to get it up to, I think it's about, what did they say? 14%, I think. They said, look, 14%, that's doable. There's cities in the, on Earth that operate at 14% oxygen because they're very high up. People are fine there. We can do with 14%. Mm. But we also need temperature because it's real fucking cold, We need a pretty consistent temperature around the equator. So you're going to have to up that by quite a lot because it's really fucking cold. And we could also really do with some oceans because we don't have any water. Not having oceans, not a good thing. So you need to place a bunch of ocean tiles as well. Now, in order to gain all of these things, you need to engage in projects that will cause that sort of thing to happen. So like, well... We've just got Mars, the shit all on it. What the fuck do we do? Well, some forest would be good. How do we get that? Uh, Well, I could maybe start a project that would allow me to get a forested area here. I could maybe start a project which would start to generate some heat. If I generate some heat, and I generate enough heat, then I can raise the overall temperature of the planet a little bit. So maybe I have this big project which is a factory that's generating some resources but also generating a lot of heat. Or maybe I'm looking to try and build some power plants so I can power some stuff and then use the excess energy to transfer that into heat and all that kind of thing. And you're basically collecting a lot of different resource cubes which are then being turned into points and you're tracking your points around the outside of the board with terraforming rating. And the more terraforming rating you get, the more mega euros you get at the end of each round in order to buy new shit and as you go through these rounds you're offered up to four new cards which you then have to buy depending on what you want it's like, uh, like okay this could be useful or maybe this isn't it's like do i want bears right now i don't want bears <laughs> because we don't I have it well we have no we don't have anything to for the I bears to bears. eat. <laughs> no. The bears are no good right now. The bears are for later, you know? There's certain stuff, of course, that's only going to work if you've already got the prerequisite stuff in place. What's the point in having predators if you don't have any fucking prey? So no bears initially. We can't have any bears, but maybe we could get some microorganisms going, oh, shit, we can't really do that. Turns out fucking all the water's frozen. All the microorganisms are stuck under the fucking ocean, so we can't do that until we're the polar ice caps in order to do this. And there's a bunch of prerequisites and things that you require in order to make things work. And it's just all about building up all sorts of cool little projects, building cities, making Mars habitable, and eventually hopefully winning by being the best Mars corporation that did the most good. And occasionally fucking with your opposition by dropping meteors on their shit. Which you can do also.
1: My bear sanctuary! No! Oh. You know what the rules say no bears. I just told you, no bears. It's like, alright, we've got Terraform Mars. What's no
3: bears, bears, yeah. Bears, yeah, bears. Fuck it, bears! Bears. <laughs> just bears. Just landing in pods like a Halo. Like,
0: bears oh, yeah. is. Good. Well, eventually, bears is great because if you see an opponent's going for a sort of very. At- Uh, animal-oriented strategy. It's like, oh, I'm building a habitat and I'm breeding animals and I'm getting these animal tokens, never getting enough animal tokens to get everything. It's like, yeah, but I got bears and now I eat your animal (laughs) tokens and now I can steal these and all that other shit.
3: I got bears and camels are my currency. Come on.
0: It is. It's it's really fucking fun. Like, uh, teaching it was a terrifying experience because I barely knew what I was doing. I'd spent a good couple of days trying to read the rules, trying to get this fucking thing into my head, trying to figure out what was going on. I usually play best when I get it to the table and everything clicks, but then I'm trying to teach three other people who have no fucking clue what's going on. like, yeah, I'm gonna have a fucking panic attack. But it turned out to be a hell of a lot of fun. The only complaint I've got about it is that the component quality is absolutely awful. Like, I like a board game that's got really nice components. This game does not have really nice components. It's called that bear. That is no bear. That ain't no bear, sir. That's no bear like I've ever seen a bear. I've seen a lot of bears in my time, mate. I've seen a lot of bears, sir. I have a lot of bear experience, one might (laughs) say. And that is no bear of mine
3: or anyone else's. If I had to plan a trip to Mars, I don't think I'd remember the bears. Like, if we took everything from Earth, why, like, it'd just be rocks and dust, there'd be a few bears going, "I oh, forgot us.
0: Well, yeah, I you don't like have it. the bears now. What the hell are you supposed to do? The <laughs> antelopes are going to run wild and take everything over because you don't have any bears to control them. See, this is why you'd be Bear useless mouth. at Mars. But, yeah, it's a, he- <laughs> it's a hell of a game. I just wish the components were better. Like, I may buy some... E- There's some guys on Etsy that sell, like, better components for the game. I might just buy that, like, thicker card stock and trays so that they're fucking little... You don't lose the goddamn little uh, cubes everywhere. It's, you know... But it's a hell of a game. It's it, it, We really actually enjoyed it a lot, and I did not expect my dad to like it, of all things. But I think the theme really helps, especially yes. if you've seen The Martian. Like, use it on someone that has seen The Martian at some point in the last few months, and you will <laughs> have more luck getting them to play it. I will say
3: that. Sounds good. Yeah. Some good shit. Yeah. I like the be- about bears. That was my favorite
0: bit. That was good bears. Yeah. Never, never quite gotten around about bear strategy. Next time, next time, though, I'll be keeping an eye out.
4: time the bear strats are going to be
0: talked to Yeah, top tier. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll keep an eye on natural reserves. I'll see what we're doing. Oh, he's done a little worm colony over there. Maybe some ants. All right. I know what that's going to lead to. I'm going to prepare my bears. And when the time comes... Your bear, your sanctuary of antelope. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat
3: all of them. What kind of man sees an ant and goes? Gonna need a bear to fight that. Well, you got to, You got. You got to think ahead. This is a generational Who game.
1: Bears? Hundreds it's of hundreds problem, of, of years. can
3: kind of this job, bear? Hundreds I'm of years. Now bear to fight that bear. You know, this is a this is a very
0: complex, very complex organization we're running here. We've got to think ahead. Our oh, corporate strategy has to involve bears. I
3: don't think there were bears in The Martian, to be perfectly
0: honest. I don't think there were many bears in The Martian, not that I'm aware of. Yeah,
2: Which is probably it
0: why it didn't go as well as they thought it would. <laughs> Similar <laughs> as that, really. <laughs> it would have been less lonely if he had a bear companion with him.
3: Would he? It would have been lonely for long. It's just, all oh, right, it's a bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bear would have probably, let's be honest, yeah. I mean,
3: it would have it been a shorter movie. All things considered. <laughs> <laughs> just opposite. Like, next to alien films, the cryostasis pod opens is a fucking bear coming out. Uh, More intimidating than the, the
0: later alien movies, I tell you. <laughs> All right. Who else has got any other games they've been playing this week? Me, sir.
3: Me, me, sir. You got lots of stuff, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I'm i like it. crap up. We, yeah, do it. What you got? Payday 2 VR. Pay Right. VR Payday 2. Yep. Like, uh, okay, yeah. right. So, explain to me the difference between Payday 2 and Payday 2 VR.
3: Well, Payday 2 VR is Payday 2 in VR, whereas Payday 2 is just Payday 2.
0: Okay, let's rephrase. (laughs) Why?
3: Why Payday 2 in VR? Payday 2 VR is a free update that's currently in beta. You can opt into it on Steam for Payday 2. It is the full entire game and you can play it in VR including multiplayer so if somebody's playing it not in vr and you're in vr you can actually play together okay why? because i don't have two vr headsets and me and my wife like to play payday so now i can be here looking like a right tick going Aah! and then rebecca's just there going click 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 murder the things it's nice it's literally the best vr game i've ever played it is insane it is really? intense why, why it is, is it so good so goddamn intense because payday 2 is a game where it just everything just runs at you all the time and you have to kill it, etc. But it is just a standard FPS pretty much the mechanics, but giving you the ability to shoot around a shield. If there's a shield, I literally run at it and then start can get around with that. Like I Superman punched a guy because it was the best course of action. <laughs> so I ran at a guy and just Superman punched him. I think I was holding a spade at the time, which made it even more hilarious. Superman punched him and he flew out of a window and I just watched his corpse go on the ground and I went, Oh, this is literally the best thing. I'm not taking the headset off. This is where I This is where I lie now. So you <laughs> don't have any me. problems with motion in that game? Because that would no. say that you need full motion, right? It's you can you can play it with the motion thing. I use the teleport still. I have no problem playing with the teleport. That seems I'm cheating. <laughs> it's not because people can still shoot you on the way because they don't render you as teleporting. If you're playing the multiplayer while I'm teleporting around, Rebecca was seeing me walking around like normal. Oh, that's an interesting solution. So you still exist in that time. And you have to, when you press and hold the button, it holds down to get a run. So you have to kind of, you know, it's it's genuinely really well done. Interesting. You get, the only advantage ah. I really found was I can take out shields a little better and I can get into little corners and hide. I'm like, oh God, i going wrong. But it's just pure intensity. As soon as everything goes wrong and, oh my God, God, everything goes wrong quickly in that game. Oh, it just, yeah. yeah, the bad things I've had to relearn because, like, I let, there was like a a window that I was just screwed. I was doing like stealth mode. I was like, yeah, I was going to, I'm going to jimmy this window open. And I, I, like, looked up to the window and my head touched it and the window just went, and the whole place was alone. I was like, oh, come on. Basically, <laughs> I just went, oh, boom. Oh, yeah, that, I understand why that went wrong. But like, cause it's, I, I've always had a problem in VR with like things coming at me. I don't know anymore, cause everything in that game is just beelining for you. And the, in playing with the AI, having your AI teammates, you can now throw bags at the AI, which is something that was missing with payday 2 for ages. So they're actually useful. And you can command them and you literally scream them like, Get! and they then come over to you. And it's, it's just, it's literally, it's you start it. And after two minutes, just sweat just pause and just you're gonna have to burn the little the pads on the front of the vive sounds like exercise just, to me it is i literally have it as part of my exercise regime now because it's so it because it's because it gives you that i mean you can literally play as john wick he's one of the dlc and i <laughs> have john wick and i so i'm literally there going like yeah. but what's great is if you have two weapons and you hold them left right and start shooting shooting the person playing on the other side will see your little guy because they don't like animate in VR. They just look like a normal player. We'll see you just going like, bang, 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 just like (laughs) turning. Okay. Which I think is, that's the silly part of doing it. That's if you're doing stupid stuff, which I like to do. But it just gives you that much more, that much just freedom to piss around with a fantastic game. And because it is literally the full game, like when you get, they've done it so well, because I've been playing L.A. Noire VR, which is great, but it's only a small section of it. Fallout yeah. 4 VR, which is like a fucking mod, £40 mod for Fallout. Yeah, yeah, I've not heard great things about that, honestly. like It's people... all right. It's Fallout. I like building settlements in VR because I look at it and go, oh, that's nice, but I haven't touched it since I got Payday because Payday's free. It's a free update if you're already on the game, and it's insane. Mm. And it's insane much quicker and much more constantly, and it is tiring but like just the act and the, the way they do your inventory is you look down and you get little squares and you like pull and pull everything into your inventory. So if you need a knife, you could just reach down and grab a knife.
0: I, I love that. And um, Arizona Sunshine does that really well with reloads. The zombie one. Yeah, where you're, um, you got your gun in your hand. You, uh, if you want to reload it with a magazine from your belt, uh, you just yep. like, go down there, reload it that way. It feels pretty fucking great. Same.
3: You can say yeah, you can have easy reloads where it just reloads, or you can have it where you have to click it down. Uh, I wish I kind of want the hot dog sauce use hand grenade reloading where I'd have to pull it out and then get another one and clip it in and work out how the thing works on the instruction manual and panic. They don't have any of that at the moment, but it is just pure. I've I've injured myself you a few were, times.
1: You know what? It sounds dumb as hell, but you're so happy. It's genuinely I know it must be fun. I genuinely know, truly in your heart, it must be fun.
3: It is so much fun because you literally because. Because it's got incredibly loud music playing, because I keep music really loud and it like it's doing its dubstep stuff, which you I'm not fond of. But the moment that it's the bass is about to drop, I'm like, all right, fucking gonna kill some things now. And then I just let you I jump on a car and I'm like Bruh! and then he's like Bruh! I just have the whole time I'm playing, I just have the biggest smile on my face. It's the most fun I've had <laughs> that's in what VR. matters.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I look like
1: a tip, but it's great. You got me. <laughs> I asked why and you gave me a why, and that's all I needed. You I'm sold. Yes, and you, you just have to buy
3: Payday 2 because it's a free update on the PC, which is...
0: And a full
1: so- VR rig if you
0: don't already have one of those, obviously.
3: It
1: doesn't already have
3: a full VR
0: rig? I, have a, I want I have a my to find a place That's fucking put I want. it. I want 10 I want meters that by 10 pro, meters. I, want that sub, I,
1: want I the, have the, the, that.
0: I have a room in my basement that was perfect for that, but the basement flooded and I had to have it rebuilt and the contractor hasn't fucking finished it yet and I'm pissed. I want my damn holodeck
3: we we'll just play games set in swamps. <laughs> <laughs> Left for death here, that'll happen. But mostly just be like levels.
0: ones with drywall and exposed nails. I think it would be mostly the experience that I get from that oh, right now.
3: Like, carefully.
0: Very carefully, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is there a way to sort of go around the nails when you initially set up the area? It's like, don't go there. That's a trap. That's a bear trap right
3: there. Yeah. No. What's with your bears today? Ah,
0: yeah, it's just a th- common thing.
2: He
3: is a bear. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I recommend Pedo VR because it's just... I, actually, I tell you, it's, my, it's my favorite game to play. My favorite VR experience is Stage 9, which is the recreation of the USS Enterprise D. Ah, yeah. Which has now added an exterior where you can fly a shuttle around and you can get out on the Sick. nacelle and see... Right the the however many hundreds of meters long enterprise in full size and you can separate the Aww. saucer remotely and i literally i did that and i was like i'm just gonna sit here and cry for a while because that's the enterprise that's a cool thing because you I like because I, I just i my, my first thing i did was i i stepped forward through the the you start on the turbo lift i stepped forward and i walked onto the bridge and i went oh god the r is amazing and that is getting updated a lot. It's not like one of those things like, we're going to make the Enterprise. They're doing a lot of work on that. They've just added like NPCs. So there's NPCs walking around optionally. And you can get, they've got like a phaser somewhere hidden in there. And there's tripods and stuff. But now you can fly the shuttles. Very touchy controls on those shuttles.
2: <laughs> oh
3: boy. I, I let my dad play it. And I, we did a video on it. And literally, I think it was like 20 or 25 minutes. My dad just trying to park a fucking shuttle. It is <laughs> we, just going, just for the love of up. No, down da- no, no, that's no, down. Think- but, no. Rah! It was just, and then he managed to crash it through the the shelby doors. But yeah, what getting the it? full yeah, size. I mean, the saucer section had gone off by that point. We were like, oh, oh well, but well, yeah. But getting, <laughs> getting it, that, just that scale the VR gives you, and it was just an uh, amazing experience. Mm. That's my favorite VR experience. But the favorite VR game at the moment is uh, 2 VR because, god, it's good fun. Good to know.
0: Good to know. Who else has been playing <laughs> video games? Anyone else got anything else that they? Missed out. I
3: have Opus not. Magnum. You've been playing that,
0: dude. Opus Magnum is so good.
3: It's just addictive. It's just pure addictive,
4: right? Oh, Dan, I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah, you, you sit there and you're like, "How the hell do I do that?" And then, like, cut to like twenty minutes later, and you're like, "Okay, if this works," and you got like yeah. an arm going like, <laughs> <laughs> "You like, just play So
4: cool. Yes, yes, Dan, get me. You yes. get. me.
3: Like conveyor belt um, systems, it's like assembling a card and you get like no good thing and they like, I'll optimize it. It'll be better. <laughs> I just have to finish. It. I just have to
2: do it. Yeah, That's it.
4: It does, it does kill me inside when you get to that final screen and it's like, <laughs> well, most people did this more efficiently than you did, but it works. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back. You just have um, like,
3: the terrible side of all the graphs. You're like, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I want, like, you know, at the end of Mario where you can just got like, one firework. That's what I want. That's all I want for the end. I finished the level. I the participation.
4: want. Participation. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. It says, well done. Yeah. You turned up.
4: Oh, thank you. Right. Um, I finally played, Octo and I have wanted to play for a while, uh, a escape room game called We Were Here. Um, they're making a second one called We Were Here 2 that's coming out fairly soon.
3: We were still
0: here. we never left in the first place Ah.
4: Uh, (laughs) it's kind of cool because it's for two people and one person is at the beginning dubbed the explorer and one person is dubbed the librarian we didn't notice this when we started playing so we had to sort of realize like oh shit this is this is what's going on um but basically Uh, one person is is thrown into an area with lots of books and maps and like diagrams and things like that and the other person is just in a small room in a dungeon and um, the person who has all the maps and things has to try to figure out like okay which what thing are you seeing and then find what correlates to that and try to help guide you through
0: so you're gonna kind of um, keep talking. Nobody explodes, vibe, except without the exploding.
4: Kind of. There are there are. I think in that game there are like. Actually, I'm not. I'm not gonna say exactly how many, but there are a few different, like puzzle events in there where there's a time limit for sure. Um, like for example, in one of them, you're outside and you're like, "Oh, it's snowing out here," and slowly, if you're if you're the explorer slowly the uh the ice like creeps in and you can see less and less and less and you eventually Ah, just die in the snow so there's stuff like that that makes it so you have to you have to figure it out fast i was very lucky to be playing this with somebody like octo who looks at something and goes oh i know what this is (laughs) i was like holy shit if our roles were reversed i would have been like i don't (laughs)
0: always (laughs) do small people to escape rooms always Mm.
4: um so yeah, that game was super fun, and you can play it in VR. We didn't play it in VR, but you can play it in VR, and we were here too. Looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. And the only reason I even found out we were here existed is because of we were here too. So um, yeah, there was that, and then I also finally played Getting Over It. Uh, fuck that which... thing. I I think I think I thought it was fine. I don't know. I I. It was pretty chill when I was playing it, but I also, I was telling Dan, I feel like my secret is that I just talked to the guy in the cauldron, like he's a baby. So when he, when he falls, I'm like, ah, you, but you did really well. You can get back up there. I believe in you. So I just, I just like took on the mom role and that way, anytime there was a mistake, it was his fault, but I got to encourage him to keep going up higher. Right. It, it did i think emotionally it did help because <laughs> everybody was like I think like, you might also you be schizophrenic
0: out? but continue by all means
4: yeah that uh that was that Mild was my dementia for just letting myself enjoy getting over it and for anybody who might ask how far i got i got to uh the the like postal boxes which i've been told is like a third of the way through the game so for my first try, I I'm feel like I'm doing all right that way.
0: Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> not my kind of thing. Never will be. Don't see the appeal and the suffering, frankly.
4: Yeah the the controls are very different from what I thought they were going to be. I literally didn't expect that the only thing that you use is the mouse. It's like well that's that's oh. the
0: coop dev for you in a nutshell. So. It's like, how can we make this as difficult and absurdly horrible as possible?
4: Sometimes you get those good swings going on. You get like a few good swings in a row and you're like, I'm unstoppable. And then you just eat shit. Yeah. Those are good moments too. Mm. It's way to go. Thank you.
0: I think that's about it. I'm trying to think of... I don't think it was anything else that I touched this week, but I've got a ton of stuff on the list now as a result of this week's show. I want to check out that, um, what, Deep Space Derelicts game. That looks like it's right up my alley. And I also may or may not have code lying around for the new Tomb Kings expansion for Total War 2. Oh my. Yes, yes.
3: Oh, I played Earth Defense Force 4.1, the oh, game with so all the Oh, it's so good. I'm arachnophobic as shit. It was the worst stream of my entire life. It's so <laughs> oh, good. No.
0: I
2: will play EDF three with spiders. you. I spiders.
3: I leveled a city. I
0: will play EDF with you. I will. I Could will you bring kill all the spiders? I will. I will bring <laughs> spiders big spiders weapons. You. That's all I have, you. I have some very large guns. I will bring them. I will bring the tank, the big, big tank. And we can oh, level cities. Nice. EDF I'm... is the fucking best, and people need to play EDF way, way more than they do.
3: I literally never heard of it, and someone said, hey, you oh, like games of destruction so... and load of enemies, play EDF. God. You... And I went, okay, I'll play EDF. And I started playing it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: big four-player co-op kill all the space alien spider fuckers. And also, there's a full-on song in the game that you can make your AI guys chant. That's
3: Not if true. they're dead, as I found out a lot.
0: To save our mother cram- uh, from guys any alien attack. Something, 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 something can't remember I the rest uh right <laughs> what is it to save
2: uh, <laughs> I'm here it is
0: i found the lyrics here no the edf deploys that's it yeah it ends with the edf deploys yes our soldiers are prepared for any alien oh, threats. The Navy launches ships, the Air Force, send yeah, the jets. Not an and nothing can withstand our fixed bayonets. The EDF deploys.
3: It's the best. It's the best. They just, they just, it's so, they it's say a, no, that. It's, not, it's a fucking nightmare if you're right. If, if it was literally, it's oh, it was a spider the size of the building. I'll be back here bombing the fucking shit Kill out of it the and building. Killing everyone.
0: It's like, oh, there's a spider hiding behind the building. Kill the building then, and
3: all the other buildings around it. And then the spider isn't there. And I'm like, it's the size of a building. I have it. This is like being a house, and there's a spider. God, it's so
0: fucking good.
1: Incredible, like Valkyrie ladies. Yeah, the winged divers. Yeah, make inappropriate sounds for being caught in a spider web. Just flat yeah, out, there's you're like a lot, there's a lot of uh, when we
4: were playing that, we interesting like, squeaking. What the fuck?
1: A lot of Ma'am, interesting, in odd squeaking. I don't know what right now. That is yeah. inappropriate in a battle. Then I'll call you back. Yeah.
3: It was. It was a. Yeah, I play as them because they have a jetpack, and you can just go. You're like, yeah. well, that was fun. I'll see you later. Yeah, just... we, we we need to just
0: play it four player co op. Just go for it that game is bonkers and amazing i can't believe it actually made it to pc of all the fucking games to actually make it it made it to pc and that's incredible
3: yeah i i, I if you're willing to kill the spiders and you just want me I'll in the, the background shouting encouragement there's a video i a got the stream, biggest tank i've got i've seen the later levels where it's like mechs punching fucking godzilla and i'm like i'm so excited but i can't yeah, oh yeah. get through this bit
0: well, a lot of it's a lot of it's kind of like a weird Diablo-esque loop grind where you you're collecting health because each piece of health is one permanent piece of health, and mm-hmm. so you can play on a higher difficulty. Like if you play on like Inferno, you get hit for like six thousand HP in one shot and shit like that. But you can get really great weapons if you get to survive the mission. I think I just cheesed it through one mission at one point, got a weapon that was way too powerful for the level that I was at. And it actually just blew me up every time I fired it. <laughs> because I, I didn't have enough HP to survive the blast. It didn't matter where I fired it from. It's so fucking good. That game is bonkers. That is a game we should play in VR with some nice big no, giant no, spiders. No, some really no, large building no. sized spiders. That sounds wonderful. I no, I
2: wouldn't
4: like that very much.
0: No. You don't I, think so? i
4: saying to Jesse. We should play a game where everything's a shark.
0: What, you mean Depth? We should play Depth again? That really great game called Depth? We should right. play Depth? Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree we I, should play Depth.
1: Did I, did I tell you that devs reached out to me and they wanted us all to play Depth again? And I was like- What? Oh, well, well, it,
0: they want us like to I play I'll Depth play again? Stuff. I'll fucking play Depth again, especially if there's money involved. Give me fucking Depth, absolutely.
1: I don't want to play Depth again. <laughs> what if they give <laughs> you a
3: lot of money? I-, I will absolutely play Depth again. There's only one good game what with a shark, th- and that was Jaws for the PS2. Depth is so Jesse, good. Maybe there's You played as Jaws.
1: It was oh, awesome. The sharks can have little silly. Oh, hats. All the sharks are like happy.
4: Yeah, they all they all have little silly hats, and they're ice cream cones that swim at you.
3: But do you want to know why a sharks happy? I don't want that. You I don't want know sharks good what- happy. I want right? to know
1: why Dodger wants to be afraid of ice cream cones.
4: <laughs> You're not afraid of ice cream cones. <laughs> I want to be it's like. No, I don't want
2: any ice oh, cream my.
4: anymore. <laughs> depth it Because be in, that, in that game, two people play sharks, right? Yeah, two people play sharks. Help, four people play does it divers. It help if you play the shark,
1: well, uh, ironic that this is brought up because today for my best of the week, I featured um, the moment where TB and I uh, played depth, and we oh god dropped down into the water, so and he good. was like, "Yeah." So this round, we're both playing sharks. I was like, "Okay." And the game starts and it literally is one shark versus four people, but the shark, if you kill the shark, you become the shark. So we were just being hunted by like the best shark player ever.
0: And no. I it's
1: me screaming. It was so yeah, it was a bit
0: of a mess. Yeah, it didn't work out well.
1: So there's multiple ways you can play. I haven't played all depth in ages. Terrifying. <laughs> not, not okay with it.
0: That would be a perfect VR game, considering the motion of the swimming thing, that will probably work pretty well. Hmm. Cool. i that probably about wraps up the show with the exception of course of the release list which uh there's a few things on there especially if you're a switch owner but that seems to be a common theme these days so we can have a look and see what we've managed to find uh jesse january 16th you managed to discover something by the name of inner space
1: yes inner space you fly around on a kind of like glider spaceship in what appears to be like a very visual sort of like trippy uh inner world i don't even know how to describe this thing the trailer looks awesome
0: yeah i'd like to show the trailer unfortunately my exploit is going bonkers at the moment so you're just gonna have to go look it up yourselves i'm afraid i apologize
1: it looks very very cool graphically it's it's beautiful looking oh yeah it's so- gorgeous oh, yeah
3: i was playing that today <laughs> i didn't know that's oh. what it was called okay and, well, Is it awesome
1: or no i didn't really like it very much
3: oh that's unfortunate
1: <laughs> oh my god there's like a giant monster in it oh my god yeah I, it was a lot of good stuff and i was kind of like I was all right i gotta check it out i gotta check it out there's like i got,
3: I got lost a lot and then like a fun, what i do next and kind of like where am i supposed to be going now so it looks Definitely. nice, no doubt about that. Oh, it's oh, pretty as shit, yeah, yeah. I'll be alright with that. It's a very, cool. very slow opening few minutes. There's all those things you are like, I just, I want to play a game, please just hurry the hell up. <laughs> it's like three loading times for a gameplay. Is, is that the game where the loading time there's like little, there's like a little, the loading time's a circle and there's little like ball bearings in it. You move them around with a stick. I was like, this is fun.
0: I don't I don't know, I don't think anyone's also going to use played it. so...
3: I might be just gone insane. You, did saberture. you pick the
0: next ones specifically because of the pun potential? God damn it. Or just... Or do you actually think this looks interesting?
4: Wait, what? The be- Beavers Be Damned game? Beavers
0: Be Damned, yes. Yeah,
4: it's it's a <laughs> game where uh, you're two little beavers who are trying to uh, perform heists on a sawmill to okay. get
2: wood.
4: Um, but every time you go everything has turned into a new type of obstacle course so you have to work together to get the wood and bring it back to your day okay.
3: all right oh and then a bear destroys it that's
4: cute no no bear.
3: bears. bears well,
0: that's, that's the end of the game it was all <laughs> futile because bears and we yeah. planned it
3: and then we reveal it
0: was on Mars all along. Indeed, whole thing. And then
4: the the other game uh, looked interesting aesthetically more than anything, but it's called Wonder Wickets, and it's basically like a mini golf game. Um, but I really like the style of it a lot. You can like put your ball on a spaceship.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks
4: you really could send it to
0: Mars along with the bears. Oh, TV! That
3: joke's played
0: out. Nah, I I strongly disagree. (laughs) This is going to last for generations.
4: You made this happen.
0: I will ensure. I will ensure it continues to survive. Um. That sort of on the the
4: switch stuff on the uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I'll go through that, but there is actually something missing from this list that I noticed was coming out today. Uh, that is interesting to me, which is oh god, what the f*** is the bloody name of it? Because uh, it's by Petroglyph. It's another, it's a new RTS. It's uh, early access called Forged Battalion, uh, which you customize your unique faction. A new take on real-time strategy. You fight a variety of skirmish total and multiplayer battles. You're an en- you know an engineer. You have ultimate control over your faction's units, factory suit weapons, and economy. Basically, you build your own unit types. So you can customize your units. They've tried this before. I believe going all the way back to, oh God, what was the name of it? End of Nations Uh, and a couple of other games that try this kind of thing as well. Uh, This looks pretty damn neat though. So, and I do like what Petroglyph have tried to do with RTS lately. So I will probably be trying that one out today or tomorrow. That does look quite cool. It's called Forged Forged Battalion. Sorry. Not Forge Lines is pretty good as well. Yeah, Forge Lines is pretty good. You should get better at it so I can actually play you. Just saying. It would be nice. Uh, in terms of the Switch stuff, let's see. What we got? Uh, Rocket League Collector's Edition, if you want that. Mm. Uh, I don't did... have
3: Rocket League on there. The we yeah, I don't
0: know what's going on with that. Uh, Nightmare Boy, Energy Balance, Albert, it's an auto. That's actually on PS4. Oh man, I thought they would bring Kerbal Space Programme to Switch. I was like, ah, that sounds great, but no, that's PS4 as well. Um, that's actually, I think, it for Switch today. Yeah, there's not much else on for Switch today, by the looks of it. It's in a couple of days that we do get some good shit, however. Uh moving on to January seventeenth.
4: Heroes of ours are.
0: Heroes of ours are. This
4: is a TCG that looks so complicated. I have no idea what the fuck is go- like in all of these screens.
0: What the uh, uh, what the shit is this? All right. Yeah, well, what is, it's a portable mobile I look at, phone. I'm like,
4: There's so much going on. What what is all that? I don't.
0: It's a fast-paced hybrid TCG strategy game. Oh Jesus. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know what I don't know what this is. I'm intrigued. There appears to be a shark in it. If we look at screenshot five, that is clearly like that. a shark.
4: Apparently.
0: I'm curious. There's some. Ha! Huh. I do. I do want to know what's going on with that because it does look like it's actually played its speed, which is weird. But yeah, okay. Jesse, what? Yeah. Well,
2: what
0: you? What is next this?
1: Game, four for the money looks like a cooperative four-player sort of nintendo style game where you were trying to heist uh different stuff uh from an evil corporation so you're working together with kind of goofy nintendo ripoff looking characters trying to uh sort of go through the different levels and get some cool stuff done I think yeah awesome.
0: you've got to utilize your different color-coded skills to get through things all that sort of thing yeah I can see that being interesting. And again, something that should probably end up being on Nintendo Switch at some point. What? But uh
3: but it's a- That, that console has right too many ports.
0: Yeah, so I've uh, yeah. been told it has too many ports. So that means we should stop buying it now. The Switch is useless. Right. There are too many video games on it. Everyone knows that's a death sentence for a games console. Mm-hmm. I uh, have that... too much to play. Yeah. yeah, how terrible. Uh January 17th, that was about it. January 18th.
4: Maze of Adventures. Maze um, of Adventures. Specifically, like, the screenshots that show when this game gets really complex. It's uh, There's lots of, like, portals and gates and things, and you you see, like, kind of more of a top-down view of this guy, and you're trying to guide him through a maze. But, like, it, it gets to the point where there are all of these different gates you have to go and unlock. Oh, and, my
0: and God. I just looked at one of the screenshots, down. and there's so much color. It's like, fuck me. That's, like, 50 gates in there. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds it's... me of some really old school games like that. like Almost like Chips Challenge to some extent. Mm. Yeah, that game drove me uh, to madness, I think, if I recall correctly. Did so, you play the
3: sequel to Chips Challenge? There was a sequel to Chips Challenge? The guy made, like, he had, they had built a sequel, but it never got published for some reason or another. Oh, and wow. he put it on Steam, like, last year or the year before. I'm not and going anywhere it. near that. And also the original Chips Challenge.
0: Oh, that's terrible. That's just terrible. Uh, for Switch, we got World to the West, which I've heard some pretty good things about. And also, of course, Darkest Dungeon is headed to Switch. I don't know if this version has the DLC with it or not. Mm. I would have to try and find that out because... I
4: would assume.
0: You'd assume like... so, but the iOS version still doesn't.
4: Hmm. Yeah, maybe not then.
0: Uh, okay, I'm just double-checking. It's on the 18th. Uh, yes, the Shieldbreaker and Crimson Court will be available for purchase on release. Good, good, cool. Right, I'll probably start my second playthrough on the Switch then and not on iOS. On iOS, I was like, I don't know what the delay is, but they just haven't got the DLC out yet for it. So yeah. kind of defeats the point of the exercise. All right, well, that's good then. Uh, also, o- sir, the insult simulator is coming to Switch as well.
4: That's a fun game too.
0: Yeah. January 19th.
4: Midnight Quest. It's a point-and-click game where you are, uh, I think, like the like an assistant to a scientist who's messing with time, Right. And something goes wrong, and then you have to solve all of these little puzzles to uh, to set things right. I like the look of it a lot.
0: Very cool. And I think you also had Mind Twins.
4: Oh yeah, this just looks like a creepy co-op platformer game
0: called Mind Twins. Yep, it sure as hell does look like that. (laughs) And I was kind of excited because I saw Kirby Battle Royale, but that's on 3DS and not Switch. So, oh well, never mind. Uh, Vesta coming out for Switch. And Nucleon, whatever that is as well. Haven't heard of those. Uh, January 20th. Stage Fright.
4: Stage fright, yes. It's a uh, it's a rhythm game, but it's also a horror game.
0: Yeah, this is an um, interesting idea. Is
2: it? Yeah,
4: you're yeah you're a you play the piano, but you have like you have stage fright. You have a lot of anxiety, and as the anxiety gets worse, um, you're able to see like specters, I guess.
1: Nope. The glitches to, like, are
4: starting. The glitches in the game are starting. Confront your anxiety.
1: Otis trailer. This looks actually really cool. Good find. Mm. I did not even see this.
2: Mm.
1: That's an interesting idea.
2: Yeah.
3: Outside of mm. that...
4: That's uh, all that I saw for this week. <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah, there was um, there was a game uh, that's come out this week on the 18th called Nantucket, which is a seafaring strategy game, which seemed oh, yeah, kind of I'm interesting to me. Live through the golden age of American whaling. Chase after Moby Dick in this seafaring strategy game. I do like that kind of stuff. So I'm getting a few vibes of something that might be enjoyable there. I think that's about it. We looked through the rest of them and didn't really find anything particularly interesting. Yeah, I think that's it. Pretty much. So big highlights of the week, of course, if you don't already own it or you don't care because you want it on a different platform. Mm. Darkest Dungeon on Switch, basically. Yes. This is the way to go. It's a
4: good
0: the game. It is a good the game. There's no doubt. Cool. Thank you very much for watching the Show Podcast, folks. But before I go, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. Head on over to audible.com slash cynical for your free audiobook. And I would also like to give everybody else an opportunity to tell you lot what's going on this week. What have you got coming on your channels? What's going on? Why don't Who? we start Wait. with any of you? Literally any.
4: Um, hi, guys. I'm Dodger. You can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything. Uh a cool thing that happened this last weekend that I believe the VODs are either going up or they are already up is uh Dodger Coffee Co sponsored a Pro Am on Base Trade TV. Uh we had Elazer and Neeb um playing against amateurs with hands. StarCraft,
0: by the together. way, for those who don't yes. know.
4: And it was super fun. It was really, it was a really, really fun time. So, if you would like to uh, see the VODs of that, I believe Base Trade TV will be putting those up. Um, and yeah, if you don't know, I also own a coffee company. You can find it at DodgerCoffeeCo.com. And we also just uh, reopened our Cat Gang store finally. If you would like a Cat Gang shirt or hoodie, you can find that on uh, Yeti. So, cool. yeah, that's that's me.
0: Dan. Hello. Do you even have any idea what's going on in your channel this week or just wing it?
3: I kind of just wing it. Oh, I have on, on, on Mondays, I think. Mondays and Wednesdays, I recommend a game. I find an obscure little game and I recommend it. It's I test them on Twitch. I do Twitch now, properly. Yeah. I do Twitch. I'm he nicked all, that I idea
0: experiment. for me, he did. I did the whole what? test it on Twitch thing. What, do Twitch? I mean, well, no. It's not an orid- I didn't say it was an original idea. You invented idea. Twitch. I invented Twitch and bears. Oh, <laughs> ba- yeah. now you invented bears. I did. Oh. I invented bears. You want to prove otherwise? Because I'm going to send the bears over there, and then you'll change your mind right quick. I'll tell you that.
4: Dan, you got to stream that haunted house clicker game.
3: I absolutely will stream that. You got to. it stream be a little that. messed up if I can get exploit working. I'll be streaming every day this week, and I test oh. games. Is- if they're good, I recommend them. What's yeah. the clicker? What was the I can't it's remember the name of it. Scream
4: collector, I think.
3: Scream collector, that was it. Not to do with we're Monsters Inc., we found that, out. Uh, haunted house. Yeah. You'll have to join our
0: little secret curation society that we're putting together that we're <laughs> totally not putting together, that's totally secret and everything.
3: Interesting. Ah, yes. Yeah, so Mondays oh, Wednesdays and I don't know when I put fucking videos up. <laughs> I think <it's> Mondays, Wednesdays. <laughs> what's right now is, on Saturday, I put a video up and all fucking bets are off, and I don't even know what's going up. And if you, my my last one was my 2,500th video. If you've seen it, you know why I can't exactly describe what happened, but it's kind of, I just do things on Saturdays. So if you're interested no, in just seeing... Well,
1: sounds appropriate. Seeing how
3: <laughs> far we can bend the whole YouTube thing without caring about demonetization. Let's see what happens on Saturdays.
4: I like the cut of your jib, Dan.
3: Indeed. You should say it like a pirate.
4: I like the cut of your jib.
3: All right, <laughs>
4: That was my best, I'm sorry. Perfect,
3: love it. Thanks. I thought an old lady was going to come out. I was pleasantly surprised.
4: I like
2: the cut of your jib! I was going to say something
0: about <laughs> swinging him from the yard arm, and then I realized how inappropriate that would be, considering... <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. It
0: That's would funny. be... Outside. It's Jesse! Ah! What are you coming?
1: Hi. Hi. Um... This week, Dodger and I. Life is Strange. With mm. Life is Strange brand tissues. That's going to happen. Are, are you and, kidding?
4: Uh, I've almost used right all of right them. Around. It's yeah, for when you cry, John. It's for
0: when you <laughs> cry with your emotional games.
4: That's right. It's Those two it's... girls are in love.
1: Those two girls are yeah. in love. Hold on. <sighs> where's your Where's your bracelet? Where's
4: my bracelet?
1: Oh, no. It's, God on, damn me. it's it. on me all the time. Please. <laughs> Please. I wear it all the time. Also, my lips are very chapped. So are mine. So, What's going um, on here? Uh, also, there's going to be a uh, another episode of the Zoe DLC today. What a terrible, terrible DLC for a game. Of He's the not a fan. I hate it. And uh yeah, that's more more fun stuff to come. That's about it for me. Live your dreams, kids.
0: Indeed. that's me, I don't have a bloody clue. I'll call up with something. I might fi- actually finally finish my top ten. I've been working on that for the last three weeks, but I've got to fix my voice. Apparently Hmm. yelling for two hours fixes it, but also breaks it. So that's not really convenient. We're we're working on it, okay? We're working on it. Get that out of the way, and then we can do some other stuff. I I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd like to play some board games with a lot of you. I think that would be good. I I I think we could do something with that. I think that would be great. And EDF. EDF. Prince yeah, uh,
3: not the other one. To um, save
0: a mother of the Earth from an alien attack. Yes. Sounds like a good idea to me. Outside of that, this has been the crop shop Podcast. We are about done. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Head on over to TotalBiscuit.shop. Buy my goddamn merchandise. You lied when you said you wanted long sleeve shirts. You're a bunch of liars. <laughs> we want long sleeve shirts. You didn't fucking buy them, did you? Didn't oh, think crush. so. Buy my goddamn shirts.
2: All right. Thank you very much for watching, folks. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.